Hey everybody and welcome to episode 536 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host Michael Raparez coming to you from the Austin Cook Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you wanted to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level, why don't you? Who's joining me now? Ugh, Prince of Audio Issues, Chris Antista. And uh, please give that Patreon because probably going to need some new equipment. Yeah, baby needs a new mixer. Mm. Uh, and among other things, dedicated Swifty Matthew Allen and special guest Greg Moore, freshly back from Vegas with possibly one or two viruses. We'll find oh, out. Oh Jesus, hope not. It seems to be a, a super spreader city. Yeah. <laughs> It's better than what you used to catch in Vegas, Greg. Let's just say that. What were you doing in Vegas, Greg? I was there for Evo, the big fighting game extravaganza. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the Dr. Robotnik convention. Love that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. That's the Evo one. Evo every year. What? That's a yeah. Sonic joke. So. I don't, I don't even get it. I'm just... It's yeah. his first name, Evo Robotnik. I can do yes. I it is? Uh-huh. Yes. I thought it was Doctor. <laughs> no, Doctor is his father's name. Um, you can call him Evo. Uh, I always thought it was Ivo. Anyway, tell us about Evo. It might How be was Ivo. It? it might be Ivo. Evo was fantastic. You know, I was there for work. I have sort of a weird freelance gig where I support pro players in Japan and like, help them fulfill some of their sponsorship uh, obligations and other random tasks i translate interviews and stuff and for evo they flew me out to just sort of shadow them and like take photos and video and you know help them get from point a to point b and stuff and that's a cool gig you know but it was uh, it's great because i don't really get to travel for work anymore very Mm. much uh and the last time i went to evo was 2019 before the pandemic uh and even then I, i came back deathly ill (laughs) <laughs> it used to just be a given. They called it the Ebola virus. Oh shit! And yeah, and you used to get it no matter what. I'm hoping that this time wearing a mask everywhere might have actually saved me. But I'm already hearing reports of famous players having having come down with COVID. And wait, are so these the, the, the post game loser excuses? Just out of curiosity. No, well, maybe. I I, I, yeah, I, I couldn't do that fireball because my COVID was acting <laughs> up. <laughs> nah, these guys. No, so what? These guys know better than that. <laughs> One of them is famous for having lost. The, but I, I can't I believe fireball is the only Street Fighter term I could pull out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Traveling. So I mean, much I'm, with I'm still. I'm still reminiscing about the days we used to be able to joke about pandemics at conventions. The Pax Pox, mm-hmm. the Ebola virus. Boy, those are good times. Ooh, it's swine flu. Was... Swine flu was the first... It's the, was that like a SARS or something? Uh, uh, swine flu? Yeah, that was like the first... Man, uh, in a pre-COVID world, the first big like panic. Oh, shit. You can get this over the air in big crowds. And Pax they was They think the that's what Pax Pox was, it. right? Yeah, yeah. They, th- they think it was swine flu. Yeah, swine uh, flu. Yeah. Chris, I'm surprised oh, you went with Fireball and not Tetsumaki Senpu COVID. No. <laughs> That's that, yeah. yeah. Hey, look, it took you like a minute to think of that. No, I thought of it right away. <laughs> I just ha- had to wait to, for an opportune moment when you weren't talking about serious things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, it's just not fun anymore getting sick at these things. No, it yeah. really isn't. It's, it's less so. of a shared experience with your congoers and more of a shared experience with humanity for the last three years. Yeah. Well, so in that way, it was also really nice to to go back, you know, because it's been so long. I was going to say, though, you know, it's like 
working in a vacuum all these years with mm. almost no opportunities to be around like colleagues or peers or even people that have any idea what this fighting game thing is you know like uh and then to be dropped in the middle of this giant love fest you know street fighter alone street fighter 6 had like 7,000 competitors not just spectators it was a huge bash you know um so definitely a major spreader event I'm, i'm i'm a little scared about that but Stop um, being a pussy, you, you know what? You know what else they spread was the love. Ah, oh, that's good. Important. Okay, that's yes. good. Uh, I felt that. You'll be fine. Just toughen up, Greg. Just get 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 a good virus in your system and walk it off. Don't be such a pansy. <laughs> you did have some uh, optimistic, uh, some some pleasant photos uh, that I saw. Um, made me happy. Oh yeah, you know. So at the finals, which are a huge spectacle now in in a big stadium. Uh, what do they call it? The Mandalay Bay something something arena. But, you know, mm-hmm. it, it feels like mm-hmm. a full-on, you know, major sporting event. There was a moment where the lights were low and everyone just unprompted did the cell phone light thing. So it looked like a yeah. sea of, like, fireflies. It was mm-hmm. really, really looked, beautiful. Looked like Bray Wyatt was coming out. That's a reference for no one. All right. Hey, Greg, <laughs> you, you want to know the quickest way to make an eSport and not feel like a sporting moment? Have them play actual sports, any of those competitors. It's true. Yeah, actually, I would I would pay to see that, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I think some of them do, like, they they stay in, like, tip-top shape now, because it's like, oh, no, yeah. no, it's, it helps the mind. Keep, Certainly, keep one, yeah, one of the highlights, Tokido, if you guys know Tokido, he's one of the top Street Fighter players. Dude is chiseled as hell now. He, he's, he's become quite the mega hunk. Oh, I, I works think, out with I Carrot think, Top in Vegas. I, I, didn't, I don't see a lot of sloppy eSporters, and I think that kind of dedication and work probably goes into other areas of their lives. And I would imagine, anyway. Well, there's still the category of pro gamer who Oh, Smash Brothers nothing. players, yes, yes. But, um, <laughs> 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 Look, we don't, we, we don't have to... So, you know, I don't know if it's game. I never specific. do. It's just anytime I see a fight, like a fighting game community meme, it's just they're represented by stink lines. <laughs> <laughs> Can you talk you know, about who you were shadowing, Greg? Yeah, I guess. Uh, so mainly, it's it was Daigo, uh, Daigo Umehara, who's what? sort of like the big figurehead hmm. of the Street Fighter scene, um, and then also Fudo, who's uh, part of. He's like a branding teammate with Daigo under the Beast brand. Um, oh! Because um, of Beast. Well, that's just, you know, it was Daigo's nickname. I put 900 marbles on this moving train, and I want to start. <laughs> Wait, that, that's not that Beast? No. Oh, <laughs> you know, th- it does bother oh. me a little, because Beast, there's so many. Please, like, please, he, please. My, even my, in the gaming world, Mr. Beast. He's, he's like the third, maybe most famous guy named Beast <laughs> in gaming. <laughs> But uh, my father was Mr. Beast. Call me uh, Mark. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a sight to behold, Please, it's though. Dr. Like he, Beast. This really is where he's a celebrity. So every two steps he took, it was like it was like playing an NES era RPG, where every two steps you take, it's another random encounter. <laughs> you, know, <it> was like, <laughs> you should you should cue up fight music for when that happens. <laughs> yeah. But it, instead of a battle, it would be like 20 people getting in line to get a photo or get his autograph. And um, He always gives such a warm smile for every single photograph. I was like, man, how does he keep that up? <laughs> yeah, man, 
but oh, smiling all together yeah, in photos it just doesn't work. I don't. I can't smile on command like that. It, yeah. it comes oh, up. the mask is even better for that. Thanks for the idea, Greg. Next mm. family gathering. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know, I would run into someone I I knew casually, and they would they would be like, "Hey," and I would be smiling awkwardly under my mask. Mm. Actually, this funny story. Another uh, Street Fighter personality, Tasty Steve, who is an extremely charismatic man. He's he's one of the commentators. Uh, is this is ta- Tasty this was, Steve. Yeah. Is he friends also with Shit Steve? Delicious Steven. <laughs> yeah, no, he's. I saw him at a, an event years ago, and I didn't really know him yet. We were just in the same space, uh, and like we we like connected like connected uh, eyes, you know, just like accidentally. He looked at me, and I was looking at him, and so I like tried to smile at him, <laughs> and, then, and then he got up just because he had to leave for something else. And as he was leaving, he goes, "Yo, that smile was creepy as fuck." <laughs> and he said it, <laughs> Jesus and Christ! He, he said it in this way. That it was like he wasn't insulting me. He said it almost like he was commending me for making right. like a creepy face on purpose. And I was like, oh, but I was really I like you. To You're s- a creep. You're a good guy. <laughs> yeah. I like you. I was like, how did he even ma- make that sound charismatic? He just insulted me to my face. And I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Thanks for the compliment. You're pretty good at that too, Gregory. The polite insult to your face. I, right. I hope to hear no! many of them on this week's show. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll try. All right. But so that was... I mean, it was really a love fest. It's Evo is great, you know. Um, just I think what's really special about it is that there's no dis- there's no line of distinction between the pros and you know everyone else. So you'll, there'll be like some two people playing on stage, and then you've got everyone else just sitting around on the carpet. Yeah, it looked, it, it looked like a fucking Renaissance painting. Like everyone just kind of laid out, <laughs> yeah, bodies are <laughs> around. <laughs> yeah, and some of those guys are like the top players in the world that yeah. win tens and th- you know hundreds of thousands of dollars playing this game, and some of them are just like Joey in the basement. You know? Yeah, it's like if a <laughs> pro like... bowler had all his opponents like lying down next to the aisle. Like, no, no, I want to give you room, buddy, but I just want to be here to watch the match. Yeah. <laughs> Just imagine like being at a basketball game and you're just sitting on the floor with like LeBron and like I don't know Jack LeBron's Nicholson mom just and <laughs> Jack Nicholson disheveled and, doesn't know where he is. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. He's, um, he's gonna be dead by the time this airs, motherfucker! I just jinxed him. Jesus, he'll Look, be fine. He'll season. be he'll be riding around on LeBron James's shoulders like a little baby. It's that season. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's the entire offseason. That's how LeBron trains, actually. Mm-hmm. That man needs some real carries Jack Nicholson around. Yeah. Yeah, between that and uh, Space Jam movies, mm-hmm. you know, he stays in great shape. Yeah. And not making Jason movies. I should plug 302010, two Jason movies on 302010. That's never happened. Wow. Here comes the Jace, Jace. To the day. Damn. Um, but LeBron James is shepherding the series now, so let's see what happens. Really? <laughs> yes. Like, as a producer? Like, he owns the rights? Uh... It's complicated who owns the rights. There's a Peacock show coming, and LeBron James has the Friday the 13th movie rights, I believe. Uh, Remember when there was a Friday the 13th TV series that had nothing to do with the Friday the 13th movies? Yeah. Mm. There's, like, more Jason merchandise than ever, but if you call anything Friday the 13th, you will get sued into into Jupiter. Uh, Wow. Just don't do it. All right. Well, we, we have an Evo-themed top five this week. Evo-inspired, I should say, that uh, Matt came up with literally at the last minute. Characters in fighting games 
that are originally from other non-fighting games. And I don't mean like guest characters, not like Link showing up in Soul Calibur, but series regulars who you maybe didn't know had a career before their appearance in Fighting Game X. And, uh, Holy shit, half the... <laughs> Half the C in MVC is... Yeah, I yeah, that's like true. Yeah. We, we, yeah. we had to dig a little bit into the crossover game, so I, you know, for those I tried to find, like, what's what's the one guy who's, like, most emblematic of this series, but also not really from this series? So, uh, yeah, let's, let's just dive in with... Number five! That's good. That's none other than Karate <laughs> McGillicuddy. Uh, like, yeah. Well, here's to... <laughs> here's another clip that'll maybe clue you in. Yeah, I got it. I knew it was. Mm-hmm. You tell... Come on, Greg. You, you know this one. Your favorite in the NES game. Oh! Is this Rygar reference? What is this? Strider? Oh man, oh, Rygar should absolutely be in a fighting game. Uh, no, this is this is uh, Hayabusa, aka Ryu Hayabusa, ah. from Dead or Alive, but originally from Ninja Gaiden. Ah, you are totally right. Yeah, okay. And mm. and he was added into like the first DOA, like in the late nineties. And I remember thinking, like, Hayabusa, like like Ryu Hayabusa, and it's made by Tecmo. It's like the same company, right? And like. People like ask letter columns in magazines because that's how you found these things out at the time, and they like, confirm like, yes, no, this is Hayabusa from from the Ninja Gaiden games. Like, wow, that's so cool. And it was a bit ahead of its time for sure. Yeah. It was like, yeah, we didn't really have well outside of maybe Street Fighter doing this, but we didn't have this happen a lot. And they built most of the lore. He's pretty heavily integrated into like the lore st- backstory of the DOA games, along yeah. with some other ninja. He's, he's not just like a long-term guest character; he's an integral part of that plot. And like, yeah, they're the nin- the other ninja clan or clans that are in it with Ayame and Kasumi and Hayate. Like, he's he's like embroiled in all their silly shit. But b- because of the popularity of this series, that led to the reboot Ninja Gaiden series. You know that yeah. began with X on, on Xbox and you know Ninja Gaiden Black and Ninja Gaiden Two, Sigma and all those. Yeah, yeah. Sigma Three. So um, it's been it's been over a decade since that series has all but disappeared. Yeah, what and was the the last one that was kind Yaiba, of awful? Greg's Yaiba, favorite. Thank you. Yaiba. Oh right, gosh, yes. <laughs> that counts. That's the that's the Ninja Gaiden Gaiden. Yeah, side but I, you might know so, this, Michael. I remember like when they in the remaster they brought in some of those other ninja characters like Ayumi. And I was like, was she in the original Ninja Gaiden oh, yeah, games? They, and I just wasn't no. paying. Okay, okay. Not well. Not the NES ones. Like she was in. I, I, I well, she was. She debuted in. I think Dead or Alive Two. I want to say no. Actually, no. That's not right. It was the PlayStation version of Dead or Alive One. And then uh, she showed up as like a supporting character in the Xbox, like the first Ninja Gaiden so, Xbox game. Yeah, you see like a shuriken fly off from yeah. off screen, and it's got her little flower thing on it. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, there we so go. wasn't uh, uh, Hayabusa in uh, the Dreamcast version of DOA two? Yes, uh, and and then sorry, am I am I stepping on what you were gonna say? No, no, no go ahead. <laughs> So, and then when they re-released it on the Xbox, they changed this model to look like the Xbox Ninja Gaiden 
Hayabusa? That could be. I mean, I know that they've incorporated his Ninja Gaiden costume into subsequent uh, Dead or Alive games. Uh, so you, you go from, like, his early dialogue in Ninja Gaiden for Xbox, which sounded like this. So your father is still in the sacred wilderness. Yes. He has entrusted me with the sword yes. while he continues his training. He never seems satisfied with the power he wields. Someday you will come to understand the pursuit of power. Perhaps beginning with your training here. Yes, perhaps you'd like to take advantage of some of our lovely facilities. I, I mentioned audio issues. Michael, can you turn down the anime next time we play a sound effect? No! Mm -hmm. I only turn anime up. Here's some, what sounds like Troy Baker. so-called discoveries have only led to suffering Ooh, and emotion. cursed destiny. <laughs> but that doesn't make it misguided. I don't know what would. Oh, really? Always so argumentative. That's from Dead or Alive 5. Bit of an upgrade vocally uh, since those early days. But I do love the melodrama of the DOA stories. If you're not distracted by all the jiggle physics mm -hmm. of those games, there actually is kind of a fun I, fighting game story in all of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> that series pioneered j jiggle physics. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, oh. when when it came to, was it Sigma 2 that had, like, the, the Japanese ad that was just, like, dudes nodding up and down? It's because, like, yeah. oh, you can control Ayane's boobs with the six-axis. No, I control. think that was the American ad had it as well. Well, the like American it. ad was famous for She Kicks High. That was for DOA 3 for Xbox yeah. 360 that also had a female Spartan. What That's right. Last... That's a guest character, though, so it does not is count. DOA... What is Tecmo doing? Like, <laughs> like just... Uh, just... What you call it, Hyrule Warriors games at this point? Like, I, there's they, no Ninja Gaiden games. There's no Dead or Alive games. It's they re-release a re-release a Fatal Frame game every That's year true. or two. Yeah. They they definitely <laughs> seem to be more Koei than Tecmo these days. Like, it's a lot of Koei franchises. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot lot of Omega Force, a lot of. They're still Dynasty out there doing Warriors. Tecmo Bowl remakes every ten years or so. You know, mm -hmm. got it. Sure. Yeah. That Bo Jackson we're older now. We and... can wait a decade to follow up on your your famous series. That Ninja Gaiden series was awesome. I'm sorry. Oh, it was. Like, and Ryu, by the way, though, as awesome as a character as he is, and I love the Ninja Gaiden games, um, absolutely not that fun to play in the DOA games. Like I try, I used to play as him always because yeah. I'm like, he's amazing. He's not, a ninja. Not one His of the fighting styles. Not that great. I, know, I remember him like you know trying to play as him in like DOA one and two, and it's like yeah, he's kind of floaty he's a little bit slower than you, you would think a ninja would be uh yeah. he wasn't as fun as like you know well pretty much anyone else um well he's great who's the kung fu guy jan lee i I'm yeah blanking. i think so yes but yeah. greg you might know what this is called in fighting games he's one of those um he's a stance based character and so it's like yeah you can get down and like be on the ground with him and do some moves you can do like oh he's gonna stand on his hands and do some kicks that way and it's like uh, I don't need to learn all that shit. I don't need to relearn a move set for every different stance this guy has. Right. Like, yeah, just I want to fly That's... across the screen and kick some dude in the jaw with Jan Lee. Mm -hmm. Greg loves his That's... stances. His favorite. I, I like Lei Wulong in Tekken, the, the Jackie Chan <laughs> character. He's I, like I understood that reference, Chris. Thank you. Every time we dance, <laughs> it's about time we you always hang in that buffalo stance. <laughs> you gotta be don't wondering you get fresh though, with if, me, Chris, if he's that deeply ingrained in in the lore of the series maybe this is the main story that ninja gaiden is the gaiden of oh yeah could be. Well, it's, it's like final fight got rolled into street fighter you know what i mean like mm -hmm. that's 
Street Fighter now almost is telling a Final Fight story in a lot well, of I mean, it starts in friggin' Metro City. Yeah, and, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move along to... Number four. Yes! Falcon Kick! Falcon Kick! Yes! Everybody loves this guy. I heard some Falcon Punch references uh-huh. in there. Yeah. This is one of those characters who... Uh, I mean, I don't know F-Zero that well, but do you even see him in the game? Um, I think you saw him in the manual for the first game. I don't know if he appears. <laughs> he definitely appears in F-Zero GX. Falcon, you've come to die. I needn't have wasted time looking for you then. Let's settle this at the Grand Prix. Not like this. It's the coward's way. The coward's way? You make it sound so noble. I just plan to eliminate anyone who stands between me and the prize. Simple as that. <laughs> Falcon, take this! Ah, what are you doing? I, By the way, I don't know if this was a hard drive headline, but I literally read the headline today. Barack Obama's mane is Captain Falcon. <laughs> like it's like what? <laughs> it's got to be a hard drive thing. Mm-hmm. But he he you know got introduced in into Smash Bros. And even though like you know Captain Falcon is not that iconic a Nintendo character on his own, he uh, kind of became synonymous with that series and became memed. To the point, like, yeah, Falcon Punch was, like, a huge meme in, like, the 2000s and the, the 2010s. Falcon Punch! Mm. Uh, yeah, well, you, it, I think he's inextricably tied to the series, given that when it came out, he's yeah. one of, like, what, the eight players in that game? Right. The 12 players? Mm-hmm. Because, By the way, this uh, is not a hard drive headline. This is GameSpot. So well, Barack oh. Obama is a Captain Falcon main. Oh, wow. Yeah. Boom. I mean, you can go a long way f- uh, spamming that Falcon Punch, but yeah, I don't. There hasn't been an F Zero game since '04. Who's got a good Obama impression? I just want to hear you say a, a Falcon Punch. Uh, Falcon Punch. Uh, there you go. That's <laughs> close enough. You got to get the uh, the tired uh, uh, <laughs> tired of talking to you people. <laughs> it's some yeah. There's a little bit of rock in there sometimes when he talks. I know what you mean. You know, mm. Yeah, Barack the Rock Obama. I love it. Hmm. Yeah, SNL did that. Yeah. yeah, they did. Not a whole lot to say about this guy, but uh, F-Zero's well, he's, the original he, soundtrack is fantastic. It's amazing. So yeah, that's, that's how you would have... <laughs> thought about captain falcon back in the days just yeah. associated with driving a fast hover car and cool music right. and racing i, I think was, most people yeah would have thought they would have just assumed this character was from like some sort of old nes platformer series mm-hmm. like, you know because there's nothing about f-zero that screams like oh it has a character named captain falcon i think what i'm really confused about michael is this is supposed to be a list about fighting game characters not mm-hmm. floaty fucking platformer <laughs> button masher game characters don't alienate <laughs> the smash audience they'll murder you they alienate themselves. <laughs> it does almost uh, feel like cheating that they put him in Smash, which was supposed to be like, a, you know, all your favorite Nintendo characters. And, mm-hmm. you know, like all he was was a, like a piece of character art in the manual. And they're like, yeah, all, all his iconic moves, like the Falcon Punch. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. There was he does no in his car. Before. <laughs> I have to believe you. And, and, and I actually thought for a while, I was like, you know, 
Marth might have been a better pick for this, just because like yeah. nobody in the U.S. knew who the fuck Marth was for the longest time. Yeah, is he like they knew him mostly from Smash and had never played the Fire Emblem games that he came from. And and, and I'm not the biggest Smash Pro player, but I remember did I fly out to San Jose to cover like one of the first Smash Brawl, the Wii version? That's Brawl, right? The Smash tournaments. Yeah. Sure. And everyone was playing as. Marth because he had a charge move that compensated well for the shitty Wii Online lag. Mm. So a lot of online players gravitated towards him because it seemed <laughs> to be able to fool the lack of rollback code. Or, you know, a billion other things Nintendo Online stuff lacks. I'm having a senior moment. I'm trying to remember, what did the Wii have on board in terms of online? Like, did it come with a built-in modem-type device? I think it like... had Ethernet. Right. Yeah, and it, and it definitely had okay. Wi-Fi. I remember it had that. Wi-Fi. Probably wasn't great Wi-Fi. I always get confused with me because it was on that border. It's not technically an HD device. Like it was, you know, it was still right. 480p era. Yeah, yeah, it might be like the only like, in, like Wi-Fi connected non-HD device I had. <laughs> I don't know that I had <laughs> wow. any other ones. I mean, maybe the, the Game Boy, but the you know. DS had a Wi-Fi. Yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. Oh mm-hmm. God, that's mm-hmm. true. Wow. But yeah, but it, it just—it's cute to think about. When Smash started, how many lead characters did Nintendo have first party? And it was they were all kind of in there in the first Smash, and yeah. Captain Falcon had every right to be in there alongside a Kirby or a Yoshi. <laughs> uh, they he'd been in as many games as Yoshi had. Yeah, well, and well, then and then wow, did he get lapped? Lapped. <laughs> why why not Samurai Goro or one of the other iconic uh, F Zero racers? I'm just kidding. I, yeah, yeah. It, it does Pico, seem like man. something they would have done as a prelude to like we've got a new N sixty four F zero game coming out. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's happen? where it where it stood because F zero X is I don't know it might be the the high point of the series the fucking second game. Yeah, I, I is think, that on the sixty uh, mm-hmm. four? Yeah, like oh, the, so it did I, happen. I, okay. I don't remember sixty frames a second being a thing anybody talked about, but it made F zero X look amazing because it just did that out of the box. On your Can you fucking... do the Falcon Punch in the car? No, you couldn't ever get out of your car. <laughs> but F Zero GX had a bunch of like cutscenes and endings where they got to see the characters a little more. But it is, as someone who played a lot of F Zero, like I don't know what Captain Falcon really looks like. Uh, this is so strange. Captain Falcon looks like uh, a stereotypical racer from the '60s. He's got a crash helmet and a leather jacket and big shoulders, kind of like Judge Dredd or something. Uh, and oh, racer from the 60s, mm-hmm. not racist. Please no, no. proceed. I, I did not say racist from the 60s. Uh, <laughs> they're not known for their crash helmets, necessarily. Uh, but anyway. Oh, well, they are pretty thick, thick-headed. Yeah. I, th- um, I think it's, it's time we probably move on to... Number three. He is no man. He is the lord of darkness, capable of corrupting life itself. Reshaping it to his own twisted desire. It seems you know him well. I have fought the Grand Master for a thousand years, dying a thousand deaths, as if my fate is forever bound to his. But this time, you will not face him alone. <laughs> 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 Gotta have that ninja. <laughs> Given that this is an exchange between this character and Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy, 
I kind of expected her to just pause and say something like, man, you suck at conversations. Uh, <laughs> but if you still don't have an inkling of who this character is, if you haven't played Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite to uh, hear this character talking about Master Mayo, here's a, uh, a clip that you might be more familiar with. Is this Strider? This is Strider. Strider, hear you. Who, again, has he's been part of, like, you know, Marvel vs. Capcom is an ensemble crossover series. Sure, he has been part of it since there was a Marvel vs. Capcom. He was one of the coolest additions for fans of his games uh, back in the very first MVC. And he just stuck with it all the way through through four installations. Two, three, and infinite. Oh, is that why he beat out Arthur in this category? Yeah. Well, I think I think Ghouls and Ghosts, Ghosts and Goblins is more popular, more recognizable than the Strider games. But you'd be forgiven if you just thought Strider was a character they came up with for Marvel vs. Capcom, yeah. honestly. Yeah. yeah. It was a pretty dormant franchise up until, what, the Xbox One yep. Metroidvania that came yeah, out? Like, that was the last Strider game I can yeah. think of. Yeah. yeah Not was... only that... But his design really didn't solidify until like Strider Two, uh -huh. where he looked like he yeah. looks in the in With these the scarf games. thing, right? Is that yeah. is that when the scarf? Well, that, came I, I yeah. guess that's how he looked in the NES version, and then they just had like, yeah, this sort is how he looks now with the scarf. Yeah. Well, Michael, to be fair, we had to guess how a lot of characters looked in NES games. Right. <laughs> we that's just had true. to use our imagination. That's true. <laughs> it looked like that in the arcade art. He had mm. a purple suit and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't want to preview anything else that may be on the list, but I, this is where I, I bring up, like like you said, MVC is sort of a thing known for crossovers, but like Capcom has sort of a lot of these of like characters like, I only know Tron Bon, if mm -hmm. I'm saying that right, from MVC yeah. games. Like I never played like any of the original stuff and... That's what from you Mega are Man, missing. Right? You're fine that... from Mega You're... Man Legends and the Misadventures of Tron Bon, which mm -hmm. it really should be Tron Bone, <laughs> but because right. they're pirates, they're the Bone family. They should be the Bone family, not the and Bond family. That's a family. funny pun. That's yeah. a great pun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anyway. it does seem like uh, I don't know. Like it depends who you ask. Obviously, like Mega mm -hmm. Man Legends fans have a lot of love for Tron Bonnet. But, like, Strider, I just feel like his best iteration was the MVC version of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the, it's maybe the most iconic, and it's definitely the most widely known, I would say. Yeah, I feel like the, I feel like the game from 10 years ago took, like, a lot of beats from MVC, who is just doing its best to characterize a, a character who hasn't been on screen in the last three generations. Yeah. I, I actually wished that they had taken more from his NPC stuff like he's mm. got that teleport dive kick everybody loved as an assist mm -hmm. um, but I guess you have to worry about game balance it, and if you're asking yourself why we didn't include like I don't know Mega Man in this list it's because he had his own fighting yeah. game so it does not that's count true. that's also right. true and you know Mega Man in fact you probably know Mega Man much more from his games than you do you're probably finding out about this right now and saying Mega Man was in Marvel vs. Capcom? No, I'm, just, I'm kidding. There's fucking... someone out there. There's someone. <laughs> I, and I'm not, not even 
shitting on Capcom here. What, I'm talking about the Jason movies, where like we got a Jason movie every eleven months, mm-hmm. and now it's been fifteen years. It was, I was like, it's the Final Fantasy of franchises. It's now you get a Final Fantasy like every ten years, but yeah, Capcom used to put out like twenty fucking games a year, yep. and there's all these characters, especially in MVC, like Sun Sun. That character got one game. And they're, they're that that <laughs> character is apparently the daughter or daughter granddaughter of, of the the character from the original Sunset. Like what the nobody fuck? Nobody cares. Who cares? I mean, I mean, it's I one almost, of a million Journey to the West games. I almost nominated her just because, like, no, I, I think people would be shocked to learn this is based on another game because yeah. otherwise it's just from MBC two. And uh, yeah, it's it's. So and because you know Capcom makes fewer games nowadays, I, w- I think Arthur might win for like the most recognizable character who hasn't been in anything since '06. It's been mm. almost 20 years from Is, many Ghosts did, and Goblins. There, there was a, a <laughs> Ghouls and Ghosts game that came out a few years ago that most people <laughs> ignored. And, and on iOS, guess. I'm gonna guess. No, 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 no. no. It was, what? It was on consoles. Resurrection. What was it? Yeah. Yeah, goes and goes like resurrections. I'm I'm already forgetting the title. Yeah, it's a full on. Oh yeah, okay. Sorry. Yes, that did happen. It was Mm -hmm. awesome. I played that. But he wasn't even in his own. Like Maximo was like they. (laughs) It's like we want to make a ghouls and ghosts reboot, but let's get rid of that Arthur guy. Yeah, nobody likes (laughs) it. He he throws his weapons. We need someone who wields a sword. I I love that the only continuity between those things other than some enemies was the fact that they both wear those boxer shorts when they're on. They they get beaten until they're near naked. That's that's what they have in common. (laughs) (laughs) Only kind of underwear available in this universe. (laughs) So Strider had like Four games, five if you count the the one that U.S. Gold came out with. There was no. Strider, there was the NES Strider, Strider 2, which Stride right. came out on PlayStation. <laughs> I, uh, I meant to ask more about how U.S. Gold Capcom games were made. It's like, hey, uh, could you make I, this game? We're not going to ship you the original copy. Just whatever you think it should look just like. Just make it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do your best. Just do your best. Just take all our sprites and make something crappy. Uh They'd previously done that for Street Fighter. They had their own unofficial sequel to Street Fighter before Street Fighter 2 happened. Uh, not a- it is funny that if you get gold in the name of your company, usually you're not producing gold. Also, Harmony gold, U.S. Yeah, gold. Also not U.S. I think they were German. <laughs> They're somewhere in Europe, better. I remember that Even much. better. Yeah. We're going to fool them. We'll just put U.S. in the name. Exactly. <laughs> Stand outside in a USA shirt like a day laborer around Home Depot. <laughs> This is the thing about Strider, though. (laughs) Pick me, pick me. Pick me. I'm from here. (laughs) What were you saying, Greg? The the brand was just this, like, mess for years. You had, like, an NES game that didn't come out in Japan, first of all. Mm-hmm. But was right. ba- but it was it was based ba- on a manga, right? Yeah, it was based heavily on a one shot manga, which didn't come out anywhere but Japan. Uh, <laughs> and then created in a completely separate silo was the arcade game that everyone which knows was phenomenal. Loves, except like that my I my favorite arcade game back in the um, day. It was just it was just like that ghouls and go- that ghosts and goblins, Capcom stank. Like this is gonna look prettier than any other arcade game, and it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it also, like, introduced all kinds of new movement that you couldn't do back in the day. Like, you know, here Climbing. you... He could climb. He could, you know, do, like, treat the ceiling like it was monkey bars. 
He could he just could climb he, diagonally. That hang was a there. big deal back in the day. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He could just hang <laughs> there and uh, swing his sword around, and his sword just like it moved so fast, it just looked like a big C. Uh, <laughs> it, it was like a guile flash kick. It exactly. Was just like, yeah, this, yeah. This, yeah. You just see the flash of movement. You don't actually the see the swoosh. Yeah. Yeah. Love that's. It. I remember that swoosh seeming somehow like innovative at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never seen an attack look like a swoosh before. <laughs> well, no, you, and when you were playing the, the sound clip back. earlier, that's what gave it away for me. The shing, 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 yeah, shing. Yeah. Exactly. Because every you so like common. everyone else hammered on that fucking button. Yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. If no you have a sword and don't swing it, what's the that point, was Michael? One of the only things that was consistent throughout the series is that you could mash his attack yeah. as fast as you could mash you, the button. You mash the attack, you, you come up to like some Soviet muscle man and you uh you mash the button so fast that you kill him while he's doing his intro flexing animation. <laughs> I still don't know what that character's attacks look like. I have never let him live that long. And then the whole building just rains fire on you for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, yeah. it's so chaotic, that game. And it really is. That game is so fucking hard, and it, 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 it reminds that, that you, oh yeah, this was in the arcade, and it was designed to but get But that wonderful design. arcade logic is just, having played so many arcade games in the last few years, like, you put your best effort in that first level to coax the player, and like, this is great, this is fair, and then it just gets brutal. <laughs> like, all <laughs> yeah. arcade yeah. game first levels are meant to be beaten, and then none of the others. Impossible. Right. Yeah. yeah. Most people will never see this, basically. Yeah. Like, you're working on those la- final level designs. Like, yeah, I don't know. Which whatever. Like, Do Greg, whatever you want. Greg no used to be of this. the unpopular opinion that the, the NES Strider is really great. And everyone's like, shut up, Greg. It, it doesn't, doesn't look pretty. And then, you know, <laughs> you play it again and, like, yeah, all these Capcom arcade ports for NES are actually pretty stellar. They all add, like, really weird shit. To well, make them more playable and more fair. It's just a very different yeah. game. You know, it was yeah, it was a different game, and I think that was that was cool about Capcom back then is they were really thinking about what the strengths of the home console seriously. were versus the arcade. Even like um, 1943 has like these customizable options, so you can just keep on playing it with extra levels. Yeah, and it's it's more it's not as punishing as the arcade version. And the, yeah, Bionic Commando, same Bionic deal. Commando. I, I mm-hmm. never been into the arcade version ever. No, never. No. NES one is still one of my mm-hmm. favorites. It's so good. Oh yeah, but, um, fantastic. But speaking of Bionic Commando, well, he's he's a character. When are we gonna ni- get a nineteen forty three character in Marvel vs. Capcom? <laughs> there he is. How about a nineteen forty one character based on John Belushi? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> there um, you go. But one thing I noticed, like, so speaking of arcade and things you might not notice in the arcade, uh, arcades are generally so loud that if you mm-hmm. played Strider, you might you might have picked up on the fact that its cutscenes were voiced. But I never really noticed, not only are the cutscenes voiced, all the characters speak in their native languages. So here's a guy speaking Russian, followed immediately by a guy speaking English. <laughs> You could go your whole life without leaving Eurasia and still yeah. be, be, get around a lot. He will never leave Eurasia alive. He will have to retire here. <laughs> we have excellent dental plans for our senior citizens. A huge chunk of the planet Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, Strider. That was that was super Strider. cool, and He's I'm in glad. More, fight, more fighting games than he is in Strider games. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah, uh, Captain Falcon is almost also sort of close. You know what the last game, non Smash game, Captain Falcon was in playable? What? 
Nintendo like Land. Oh God! Oh, Nintendo does that, Land. Does that count? Is it had that F Zero? I don't think so. Game? No. I don't, I don't <laughs> think it does. That's like the but, theme park character equivalent of the character. That's not really them. That's just someone in a suit. And there is an F Zero track in Mario Kart, so like Nintendo mm. hasn't killed it. They'll acknowledge it, but there'll never be more F Zeros. There's still a possibility for more Striders. I really did like that. Yeah. Uh, was it 2013 one, Greg? 2014, yeah. 2014, yeah. You made an awesome video recapping the entire history of Strider, by the way. I did? You sure did, and it's still well, up there on Capcom's no <laughs> YouTube. I don't remember. Have to look that up. In the meantime, let's move along to... Number two. Yeah. Matt called it in advance. Maybe he too is psycho a psycho soldier. soldier. Yeah. I, I turned down the anime, Chris, just like you asked. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this is Athena, right? Yeah, Athena Asamiya, who actually has sort of a convoluted oh, character backstory that uh, she initially debuted in an ancient SNK arcade game that was just called Athena and sounded like this. It had an NES port that was legendarily terrible and confusing. Uh, the, yep. the game was just had about, it. like, you start out in a bikini and you kill monsters until <laughs> you get clubs and swords and uh, armor and bows and arrows. And, and the, yeah. You move the club sort of like a blind person uses yeah. their, their, their it, walking it stick. It looks to more get like a golf you. club. Like, that's yeah, how yeah. she holds it and just waves it around. Um but obviously, like, yeah, that that was the the origin of Athena, and then yeah. uh, Athena came back in a sequel called Psycho Soldier. I think this was supposed to be a reincarnation of the original right. Athena. It, yeah, oh, it was really? Like a descendant so she, of hers. Yeah. Yeah. Like so it's like you know, in a post-apocalyptic future with Athena and this other dude named Sia Kensu, and uh, Psycho Soldier was known mainly for two things. It had this weird, floaty, platformy like hack and slash gameplay was is really just a shooter with different lanes that you could move into yeah. and then shoot yep. from your sword but it also had what my I think is the a first song digitized voice theme song in an uh, arcade that's game that's what I remember yes totally worth it yeah yep. God, it sounds like that fucking American Idol Fire. Game Boy game. Oh, and <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Okay, I'm gonna ruin this song for you guys. It sounds like a bell. It sounds like, like, like what? a what? Bell and Sebastian song. Like, go listen to the average Bell and Sebastian number and then that song back to back. It's a marvel of composition yeah. and a technical marvel that they fit the whole song with lyrics. That's true. And right. this little. Apparently, the, the Japanese version had a second verse that the, the US version, the overseas English version, did not. But, oh, uh, Greg is. Like, I knew that there were, like, several different versions of this song floating around that, like, they. 
I, I guess they uh, had an actual like cassette single back in the eighties. Like they, yeah. they had an idol singer sing the Japanese version. Um, it was re-recorded and rearranged as recently as uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate for when Terry Bogard was oh, added wow. to the roster. And uh, so, Barely relevant. yeah, we they're, they're, <laughs> the new version sounds like this. play the whole thing what i didn't know is for the first time they re-recorded the english version with a japanese Whoa. singer Yeah, love it, love it. What was that, Otaku so Kanri? I prefer the Japanese version much better. <laughs> yeah, Shiko Star. I spit everywhere when I shed that title. <laughs> Psycho Soldier is my favorite show. Gosh. I love that title, Psycho Soldier. It sounds mm -hmm. so horrifying like no it's not about a vietnam vet with severe ptsd <laughs> what they called properties in japan used yeah. psycho when they met well, a psychic yeah that's what they the called they, what's what they called <laughs> rambo in japan no you're right greg like it, it gets used interchangeably with psychic a lot in, uh, in japan okay. so yeah, it really should have been psychic soldier because you have psychic powers and can throw balls of energy and stuff, just like she does in the King of Fighters series. And she's been right. a fixture in King of Fighters since the beginning, since KOF 94. Uh, with the Psycho Soldier team, like she and C.A. Kensu and like some old dude who isn't in the original games. Who cares? Some drunken master type. Um but I, I guess I guess we should trust most hardcore fans of these franchises to know a lot of this information. But it's still fascinating mm -hmm. to me. What, what, what we, I actually uh, recommend? We wanted to mention the Akari Warriors again. Yes, <laughs> the, the, oh, the, the Akari Warriors are also in King also of Fighters. Yeah. Like the the old speaking of Rambo, that that game should have been called Psycho Soldier. Hard, hard recommend, right. by the way. If it it doesn't have any of the fighting games in it, but if you want to play all the origin games of these characters, that SNK 40th collection mm. has all of this and their yeah. histories, like in a great museum um, kind of section of that game where you're like, yeah, you can play all the iterations of the Akari Warriors games too, including, well, what was the, what, what was the one that was just basically like, it's the story of Che Guevara in arcades. Like well, it's, yeah, it's, it was, it was brought to the U S as guerrilla war and, but yeah. it was Guevara in Japan and you play as Castro and Che Guevara. Wow. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah. It plays first just game. like an Akari Warriors game, basically. It's I really thought it was, funny. we thought it was bloodier at the time because when you killed people, they exploded in red. Mm. Like you could see red splash out. I, I think love was, guerrilla war. Yeah. You know, uh, was a fun my game. shout out to my orthodontist who had sure. a psycho soldier cabinet in his office for some what? reason. Whoa. <laughs> this is the Why? coolest I'd Whether to never man. go to him or go to him all the time. <laughs> well, I, was, I was an unlucky kid in that way. In, in that way alone, I, I when I was seven, I had a, an underbite. And so they put me in braces at the age of seven. And so I had to go, I don't know, every couple weeks and play psycho soldier. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> now, now imagine never having gotten braces and hating your parents even. Was, was it on free play at least? <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It definitely was. Okay. Phew. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It would have been too much if he'd ask you to for quarters to. 
Yeah. And you maybe just give the patients like a handful of tokens. Like he there had, you go. He, he had. He also had Ms. Pac-Man, and he had a game gear. He like oh, had man. a. Not, he had like a bin full of Game Gears and Game Boys, so that even while you were being worked on, you could distract yourself. Damn, that sounds like an upscale like orthodontist. Cool he I guess they're down, all kind yeah. of upscale. Yeah. Like, are there any <laughs> downscale? <laughs> yeah, if you're getting braces, you, you're you're doing all right. <laughs> you don't want to go to those. Yeah, you definitely yeah. don't want to. Doctor Billy's discount headgear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's predate stainless steel, so you can't yeah. get them wet. <laughs> Secondhand headgear. Yeah. It's just as good the second time around. Doctor Billy, our slogan is: When your only tool is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. <laughs> Take from that. I, I wanted to get braces because there was a promotion in our town where you got a free fucking Game Boy like a year after it was Damn. out if you got braces there. And then I'm 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 glad my parents were smart enough not to fall for that. Like, yeah, if we go get get five thousand dollar braces, he'll give us right. an eighty dollar Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Like, Game Boy. great. He should throw that in just as a door prize, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just so I don't have to be sedated. <laughs> Uh, but the Ramones want to be sedated. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, Athena Asamiya is a really cool character. Been been with the King of Fighters series the, the whole time. Like, uh, yeah. almost 30 years. Good Lord. Almost 30 I mean, years. It, it's synonymous enough to be included in Smash Brothers. Like, mm-hmm. not every character got to go along with that. So, yeah, go with Athena. That's true. All right. Well, let's wind this down with... The heroes of this city vanish one by one. In their place crop up dealers of weapons and immoral creatures to prey on the innocents. It pains me to think of the victims of this nightmare city. Those who will never be accounted for, never missed. Their stories will never be told. Yet, when viewed from the lens of history, our struggle is so tiny as to be meaningless. However, I cannot stand idly by and watch as the good suffer and the evil prevail. That's right, 1970s Batman. No, wait, is, is, that, is that Guy? That's, that is Guy, like yes, correct. Guy's theme in MVC is one of my favorite songs in the whole fucking series. Oh, oh dang, so good. wow. I'm surprised. And this is, this is the thing that basically gave me the idea, is like how Final Fight has been absorbed into street fighter and is very much they're just the same franchise at this point and and yep. all the interesting storylines going on in street fighter recently like five and six it's all final fight storylines basically mm-hmm. yeah final fight debuted when it when it was in development the development name was street fighter 89 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah what- which is bizarre to think I- about like this whole street fighter thing didn't work out but we think mm-hmm. we got a solution and it involves <laughs> Macho Man kidnapping, <laughs> kidnapping Hulk Hogan's daughter or some shit. Uh, yeah, Are you but, the crop. But, yeah, yeah. I read. It, it, yeah, go ahead. I read that final fight was made solely based on uh, an executive at Capcom's U.S. branch in the '80s telling someone in the Japanese branch that fighting games were popular in America. And they interpreted that as like games where you fight guys, um, and so they like <laughs> they just like got rolling, got to work, and made this game <laughs> with all these elaborate stages. Well, what do you back. think he meant by fighting game? And game? then he was, was like, no, 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 no. I meant like where like one player fights another player, ah. like Street so, like, Fighter yeah, one. Yeah, one on one. Got it. And they're uh, like, okay, oh, 
Oh, well, it's we too late now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to do Oops. that in a couple of years. In the meantime, yeah. have this. It's about, uh, it's yeah. about Michael Paré from Streets of Fire going around beating up people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Final Fight always felt like an extension of the Street Fighter universe for a reason. Everybody kind of dressed the same, had the same build, if you were. Mm-hmm. The, impos- the <laughs> impossible fucking rest like Hulk Hogan build. But then, yeah, eventually got folded completely in to where, like, the most recent Street Fighter, you're in Metro City, which, yeah. you know, you've been, you you've been, but, like, creating it as the hub world that connects all the Street Fighter is awesome, like, because mm-hmm. there's so many, like, real-world locations, having one Capcom metropolis in there is so cool. Metro City. Yeah, and it's funny, like, they made, they basically made, like, built a Final Fight game into their fighting game. And yet, mm-hmm. it feels like Shenmue. <laughs> it's yeah. Funny how- <laughs> well, like I, I keep telling Matt, like you will love this because it feels like Yakuza, except you can pick fights with everybody <laughs> constantly. <laughs> I yeah, I like that, that you initiate the fight sound. by mm-hmm. actually like doing a move to. Yeah, just just know, run yeah, up and kick a random that. passerby, and they'll fight you. <laughs> I mean, that's realistic. You do that in real life, you're probably ending up in a fight. Just or, or, you know, it'll be like, jail. you know, Fight Club where they're trying to start a fight and people just run away. Like, <laughs> that's as likely to happen. Anyway, the first time you heard Guy, it probably sounded a little something like this. probably didn't sound that good because that's the Sega CD version and relatively few people play that. So you probably didn't also get to hear the first instance of uh, Guy having voice lines. Guy, Jessica was kidnapped. Jessica? My sweetheart since childhood. The mad gear must pay. She's my friend too. Count me in. That's why I had to ask who she was. My girlfriend since childhood. <laughs> Gross. Does she know this? <laughs> you talked to her? When did you last yeah. talk to her? Yeah, I just said childhood, you know. Childhood. We were we were four years old and said we'd get married, so now I gotta go rescue her. <laughs> I love final fights. I wish there was more final fights in the world, but just mm-hmm. it's it's nice that they didn't go away completely because there's just you know, a lot of game characters from I was trying to separate in my head today. It feels like so many classic game characters tried to make a stab at existence on the PS2, and many, many, many failed mm-hmm. and just went away forever and don't get acknowledged in ensemble games like this. And Final Fight got to move along. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. And Street Fighter is one of the most played games in the world. So, like, all the Street Fighter players know who these characters are and probably have a passing interest in Final Fight as a result. Love it. Absolutely. Well, who so, are, let's, let's list out other than Guy. Yeah, so I picked, we went, went with Guy partly because A, he's Greg's favorite, and B, hey. he was one of the first to debut. He debuted in Street Fighter in Street Fighter Alpha alongside Sodom, the weeaboo samurai with football pads. <laughs> uh, everyone loves Sodom. Uh, and then in later games, I think Cody was added in Street Fighter Alpha 3. Hugo, which was basically Andor, got added into right. one of the, uh, the Street Fighter 3 iterations. We got Rolento eventually. Abigail, mm-hmm. I think, was in Street Fighter 5. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Who else? Who else? Uh, Poison, of course. Iconic-ass wow, Poison. I never thought of it, but they might feel... 
to people who don't know them like Fire Emblem characters in Smash. Like, why yeah. are there why are there nine of these in this game? <laughs> why do they? Yeah, why do they all seem to know each other? Why do they make in jokes and not tell me? I mean, and it should be said like a lot of these. Yeah, these characters kind of came up with Alpha as well. Mm. Was Birdie also mm. in Final Fight? Yes. Uh, well, no, no, no. Birdie wasn't in Final Fight. Birdie was in Street Fighter One. He's a Street Fighter, yeah. Uh, Street Fighter and, and he looked very, very different. But he does look like he should be from Final Fight. Now, yeah. now, Mike Hagar, Hagar has never been in a Street Fighter game. No, right? just just Saturday Night. Sla- Saturday Saturday Night. Night. But, but I, in Masters. my head canon, I like to think that he's cousins with Sangeet because they both do the lariat spin. Well, I think well, so. I, I think it was at least part of Street Fighter lore in the early 90s that Zangief based his spinning lariat on Mike Hager's spinning lariat. Oh, really? That he was inspired. Yeah. Hmm. So, that makes I sense. I just love that Mike Hager is basically a super jacked Magnum P.I. Mm-hmm. Or you could also say he looks a lot like Ravishing Rick Rude, yeah. just with, like, way more muscle. I always you know, like thought he was version. supposed to be Jesse Ventura. Like, they, their faces look very similar. Oh, you know it, Michael. He's got a lot more here than I do. He paid me as Capcom gave me as many royalties as Vince McMahon. (laughs) I ain't got time to bleed, Michael. Uh It it may be worth noting. I I feel like Final Fight was the first Capcom game that really nailed this this idea of combos where one move cancels Mm -hmm. into the next, Mm -hmm. uh, which you know became a staple of Street Fighter after that. Um, and if you play a guy in Street Fighter, he's got the target combo, which is basically just, it's like a dot, you just do one, two, three, four on the buttons, and it's just his combo from Final Fight. Uh, and they still have that to this day with Kimberly, who's basically, uh, like an evolved guy. Oh, that's cool. She, and, she's the one with the spray paint, yeah? Yeah, and she's a ton of fun to play. I mean, she's very similar to how Guy used to play in this series. Um, which is nice because I missed him, and then we got Zeku in five, who mm. was supposed to be like I think he was right, like yeah. guys, like master, they, they, but... they sort of evolved the the Bushin Ryu lore in the games behind the scenes. Like I think Ibuki and yeah Zeku are like part of guys clan or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how Ibuki fits in, but the, Kimberly definitely has a little bit of her in there mm. too. Mm. Um. Yeah. What if guy is one of those names we're going to find out it's actually pronounced like Guy? Probably we're just is. pronouncing it wrong that the whole time. Like all the French not. have been right. The French the whole version. Ah, oh, okay. Guy! <laughs> <laughs> He's named after the thing he wears to karate practice. <laughs> I've got I've got bad news for everyone though. I uh, yeah. Not, that's not what those are called. What, what? No? What are a, they called? Guy, that's that's like an Englishism. They, it's huh. it's dogi. Dogi. And they call, uh, and you know how we say Shoto characters for like uh, Ken and no. Mew and all characters that control mm-hmm. like that? Yeah, they're Shotokan, yeah. In uh, Japanese, they call them Dogi characters. Because <laughs> they all wear Dogi. <laughs> wearing those what they're wearing. Uh, okay, neat. So Dan is a Dogi character, huh? That's right. Yeah. Dan the Dogi. Got it. And I think mm-hmm. technically Luke is also, even though he doesn't wear a Dogi. Hmm. Get along, little doggie. It's your misfortune and none of my own. Sorry, had to do that. Is that the rest of that song? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I didn't know it. Yippee-ki, yippee-ki, get along, little doggies. All right. Well, that's probably a good place to close this out. So that has been... Why, because Matt's singing? Yes. (laughs) You got something else to say about Guy? 
Hell no. uh, Street Fighter's awesome and Final Fight's awesome, and I'm just glad yeah. that Final Fight exists through Street Fighter. And, and I love that Cody like went from being a hero to a convict to mayor of Metro City. Mm-hmm. Last we saw him. That's pretty rad. Anyway. Surely a convict could never get elected to public office, such as president of the United States. <laughs> no, never. Going through all yeah. the mayors in my memory bank. Yeah, there, <laughs> yeah, there were convicts at one point. Probably most of them. Nobody pays That's much attention lot. to mayoral elections, if I'm being honest. Right? Because even Canada got like a real Chris Farley back in the day. What was his name? I forget. Doug? Mm. Something? like. A... Yeah, I know <laughs> who you're talking about. The guy who did crack. Uh, like on camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, that's been our top five. Hope you enjoyed it. On that note, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some Baldur's Gate 3, probably, some other stuff. So stay tuned. You better hide if you Get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. I was considering uh, cloning you and my voice. Oh. And then didn't find the time to do that but that's within the technological abilities i mean well there's so with that in mind and we talk about replacing people i uh would like to reintroduce jr here hi i'm jr rawls and i suck and i'm gay and i don't like my kids and i'm a stupid moron with a big butt and my butt smells and i like to kiss my own butt and so i went to the trouble <laughs> over the last couple weeks of extracting long form audio you ai sucks I admit it's not good. It's really dumb. That is less than three minutes of JR audio. Granted, you know how I could have done that quicker? I could have called him. I could have arranged an appointment with him. I could have paid him. But this I got to do for free. And it's today. I guarantee you, five years, probably less, you're going to be able to take the podcast we do, select my voice, and just say, copy all instances of this voice, clone it, and it's going to be... Utterly indistinguishable from me to anyone listening. Hi, I'm J.R. Rawls, and I suck. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our second segment, where we're going to dive right into... I mean, why, why waste time telling jokes or beating around the bush and we can just play the sound and start talking about the games? I more ha-ha juice. Yeah, like uh, Baldur's Gate 3. So that officially came out last week after three years of being uh, in early access. And everybody who was previously silent on it is going nuts for it. And after spending a chunk of the weekend playing through it, I can see why. Uh, this is 
a really fun RPG. So this is Larian Studios. It previously did the Divinity and Divinity Original Sin games, which are known hey, for their... It's my brother Daryl. Uh-huh. Boring so. names and making me <laughs> want to stay away from them. Uh-huh. But, well, they're, they're known for like being really flexible CRPGs. Yeah, breaking the game. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anticipating the ways that you'll break the game and... Uh, writing writing outcomes for those. So at Baldur's Gate 3 is like that. You can be a complete asshole if you want. You can do things that are just beyond the fucking pale. Like, this would not be an option in most games. Uh, I, I was telling Greg earlier, there's a scenario early on, like one of the first things you do is you, you find this, uh, this secret uh, forest of... Th- this place where a bunch of druids live. And they have a bunch of refugees living there, and they they're under threat by local goblins who've just found out where their their secret base is. So the druids want to kick out all the refugees uh, so that they can seal off the grove that they live in forever. The refugees uh, think it's certain death out there, so they they don't want to leave. Uh, so is this allegory. This has, this sounds like not a, really. I see no, no. Mm-hmm. But so you have you have several options here. You can seek a peaceful solution. You can uh, take out the. You can go kill all the goblins and solve the problem that way. You can uh, kill all the druids and solve the problem that way. Uh, you can take out the leader of the druids. You can escort the refugees to safety. You can slaughter the refugees. You can side with the goblins and kill everybody. You can just kill everybody. There so it's like will be the sto- Yes. Yeah, it's it's an attempt to be as close to real D&D as possible to try and anticipate mm-hmm. the various ways that you will try to fuck around and go off the rails. And just to drive this point home, so there you can either make a custom character or you can choose one of several origin characters. And the origin characters, so this is you know, the original Bi- uh, Baldur's Gate was, like, one of the first Bioware games. And it was kind of the game that established the Bioware formula of dialogue trees and branching paths and possibilities and all that. So Baldur's Gate 3 is its very similar to that. But imagine if in Mass Effect, you like Mass Effect, right? What if, after playing Mass Effect as Shepard, you could start a new game and play as Ashley or as Rex? or as Liara or any other your, of your companions, play the game as them, have their dialogue options. Uh, if you thought this character was an asshole, you can play them like a nice person if you want. That's that's a possibility. You can, yeah, all the origin characters, the pre-made characters, they are your party members who all have their own storylines and dialogue in the game. But then if, it's like, I just want to play as this one. And then there's this character called the Dark Urge that is also somebody you can recruit later on, who is basically a serial killer, and uh, <laughs> which you can pl- approach in a couple of different ways. So the Dark Urge, basically, the, uh, somebody called it an intrusive thoughts generator. So it adds a bunch of <laughs> options to encounters where you can just do gross, shitty things. Like, uh, early on, like, you know, there's, oh, there's a magical portal over here, and this wizard is sticking his arm out of it. Uh, I guess, do I do I deactivate the portal and pull him out? Do I use my strength to pull him out? The, as the Dark Urge, you can... There's an option that's like, fantasize about hacking off the arm at the joint. <laughs> and if you fantasize about it, you do it in real life. <laughs> and, wow. and then one of your, your teammates is like, you were supposed to give him a hand, not take a hand. 
Uh, <laughs> Darky. They probably shouldn't call him mm. that. Yeah, probably um, not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, do I do I barter with this mage or do I make out with my dad? Yeah, it's mm. kind of like and, that. And, yeah. I mean, like uh, to to the game's credit, which I, I don't, I'm not going to play anytime soon. Probably until it hits consoles. To be mm. honest, I have been texting for some reason with my. With my gamer, our friends all over the country, and this is all they can talk about because they're all and they've all started group chats. Because I don't know, it's like one of those things where, like, like Dark Souls, like this was the promise of early video games. If we all do something different, we can tell each other what happens when we do this, how we did we yeah. solve things differently, and it's uh, it's happening again and it's exciting. Um, yeah, yeah like I, I can't. So I'm I'm full bore in a remnant too, and I can't get any of my my souls friends on board because they're all bald nuts, idiots, yating, mm, idiots. Now. They don't know that Remnant is actually one of the best souls games. So. Yeah, but Baldur's Gate no, three but, but is, is more trans- it's super super good, and it's got me. But hooked. This is a delivery. It's not only like uh, finally another Baldur's Gate, but delivering on the promise of all fucking video games. Yeah. Of actual choice, like a, a, an illusion, a bigger illusion of free yeah. will. Because even even like Bioware games, like I, I think outside of Jade Empire, where I hit that button instead of saving all the slaves, I slaughtered all of them and had to watch myself do that because I was just hastily skipping cutscenes. Well, like I didn't think I'd actually be able to. <laughs> now do you that. can do that intentionally. Uh, yeah, I, I keep seeing Crazy, like yeah. clips pop up. Like there's this one thing where like. Oh, this little squirrel, uh, you know, runs down from a tree yeah. and bites your leg, and then like you know, runs around doing this defensive little dance, and you you know, you can watch it to see what it does, and there's an option to kick the squirrel, and the person kicks the squirrel, and then like rolls a natural twenty, so like oh, they just fucking demolished this challenge. So yeah, there's a little <laughs> di- dice rolling game. You have to roll a d twenty for all these skill checks. Uh, so they they run up and they punt the squirrel, and it just flies into this tree branch and like just explodes and like a bunch of blood just flies everywhere and it falls limp and it's like oh nice. that's so sad that probably had a plot point to uh to share but that's i mean it's still pretty amazing because i think we always try and reiterate like you don't really have a lot of options in narrative games because mm. no one wants to over design things you never see and they really appear to have broke the fucking mold here and kind of set a new precedent for whatever type of game this is. Well, I think to do this type of game, you have to do what they did, which is th- one of the reasons probably they were in that early access for so long is like, you get to see what people try in your fucking game over the course yeah. of three years and be like, oh, they, really? They did that? Mm-hmm. Cool. Let's write that. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's write what would happen if they actually did Oh, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's flesh out a scenario for this completely dick move. Mm-hmm. It's bonkers. <laughs> well, if, you've played, if anyone's played actual D&D, those designers probably were accounting for a complete dick move or complete hero and very little in between because that's very yeah. D&D. Yeah. But I, I like, you know, did a thing where, you know, the, the druids, the, the, the druid example I cited earlier, like they're performing a ritual that, you know, involves this idol. And, you know, they that little girl got in trouble for stealing the idol. And, you know, you, you have to go and talk them down so that they'll let her go. And uh, as I was leaving that that conversation, I just thought, like, I wonder what would happen if I try to destroy the idol. And so I just, like, walked out to the clearing where they're doing the, the ritual, targeted it with a crossbow, shot it, didn't do any damage. But immediately all the druids were like, ah, they're plotting against us. And, like, just a massacre kicks into gear where the druids, oh, wow. you have to sit there and watch as the druids just start slaughtering the refugees. 
And uh, yeah. yeah, it's like okay, uh, I'll I'll just reload my save. I didn't really want that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like there's a million scenarios of the the Zelda chicken scenario. If I hit this enough, mm-hmm. what will happen? Yes. Yeah. And yes. something always happens. Yeah. And yeah. I keep seeing I keep seeing montages of things. People are, are are poking hornet's nest, basically. Like, will this do something? And it usually does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I gotta say, and I have no interest in this franchise at all. There's also a ton of nudity. Uh, you yeah. can you can strip down all your characters and parade around nude if you want. Uh, now Greg's in, and, and and yes, of course, you know, there's the penis C, penis D, etc., etc. That was what that means. What does penis B? What is a penis B? Is at, it first, at first, I think Michael had just started playing and just sent us a picture. I'm like, what the fuck? And it just says penis B. And then I started watching videos. I'm like, dude, this is going to penis E and G. Uh, <laughs> there are what a lot of different it depends. Well, they're they're different shapes. Like you know, penis A I think is uncircumcised. Penis B is circumcised. But then it it just Man. gets into like you know. Oh well, how big the is the head, and how long is it? And, <laughs> and they're they're all just you know normal size. You can't really go around with a massive dong, but uh, and c- certain certain species have fewer options than others. Oh, old Michael Rapara's Captain Caveman Club here has no idea mm-hmm. what a normal sized dick looked like. He's <laughs> swinging too much lumber. He has mm-hmm. his, his opinion is swayed. Listen to me. Uh, Penis B <laughs> stands for baby arm. That's Listen. what the B stands for in Michael's character. <laughs> They call him Rapares for a reason. But yeah, this is this is generating some weird controversy. One of the, one of the <laughs> that was dirty. What? That was, you know his I, wife. Why did I say that? Oh, I'll, I'll figure it out in recording. Uh, <laughs> in the editing. Um, but um, the the nudity is like generating a lot of weird controversy. One of the weirdest complaints that I've seen is people saying, "Oh, the the people who praise this would be ripping it to shreds if it were in a Japanese game," and like. Wow, you can actually adjust uh, vagina bones here. Yeah, well, you know, I think I think they're also missing that, like, you know, the people. The reason that a lot of Japanese games get censored when they come to the U.S. is because uh, it's underage kids get yeah. getting fetishized and sexualized. So and you got to you got to be like careful a, there. They don't really vary body types. They vary between three different fetishable body types. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, L- lusty body types, and there's a lot of unattractive dicks you can swing around. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I think I saw a montage clip of people like, "Yeah, I don't want to wear that," and they didn't know like, "Oh, you're just <laughs> naked now in the character creator, and you can choose your dick." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> choose your dick, like I did, like because you know when you do that in Monster Hunter, you always have like you know a little underwear on. You're not totally naked. Yeah, and other games blur stuff, and it's this game's like, nope, you find out the hard way. Well, you have you have a little underwear. Ah. Every every character has underwear, uh, and you know it's kind of funny because the the uh, one of the first companions you meet is this like, so I, I guess the the Gith, the Gith Yankee, were recently added to playable races in Dungeons and Dragons, and she's one of those. They they used to look like skeleton people or something. Now they look a little bit more normal. Is there a skeleton dick? Uh, no. So, well. That that would have been more in line with Larian's earlier games, where you know they're skeleton gotta, characters. Check the patch notes in the next update. Well, we get a clear <laughs> glimpse of the elusive dick elbow. The dick elbow. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> when you we, we can move when on. You go curling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, hey there. I'm Dick Elbow, leading salesperson for the entire West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do Private Eye, but that's way better. <laughs> dick Elbow, Private Eye. 
<laughs> Dick elbow, private eye. Real gum And and I think uh, I, like being a person who doesn't get to play stuff early on PC, I'm like, yeah. yeah, but is the game good? And it just like all the reviews reflect the magic and wonder we're describing, and yeah. the reviews are very yeah. good. It's a 97 <laughs> on Metacritic. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I remember where I was going with that. So, uh, the, the Gith Lady has, you know, underwear that is described in the lore as being built for function, not for show. And then you look at it, and it's like, this is just a bunch of, this is like a leather bondage harness she's wearing with, like, narrow panels oh. covering her, like, her boobs and her ass and her Functional crotch. leather, Michael. It's uh, functional. Yeah, I guess it's, it's functional. But, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the characters the have fun, that... Am I that right? option of like they they all wear underwear and there is a button you click right at the beginning to say whether or not you are comfortable with nudity so and and i think people were saying like you you know thinking that like oh if i just click this maybe i'll see some boobs in the world or something they weren't expecting full-on anatomically correct character models right from the start well here's your problem (laughs) i feel like that's not a that's not a binary yes or no question. Like, there are mm-hmm. many levels to are you comfortable with nudity? You know what I mean? That's not a, just mm-hmm. a yes, outright, no, completely not. It's like, nah, it depends yeah. on what you're talking about here. The, and the good a Nick lot of the bad internet Nick reactions we've seen yes. are because people expected a different part of the spectrum of nudity. I, think. I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, Opening like the I, pickle I could, jar. Like, I'm uncomfortable, but maybe you could talk me into going into a strip club. If that guy starts doing Ace Ventura stuff naked at me. I'm mm. going to be uncomfortable. That's bad name. <laughs> Thank you for your question. Uh, <laughs> Let's move uh, along. Uh, yeah, like, wait, wait, is that, like, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I don't, is Baldur's Gate one of Bioware's first thing? Because, hey, I am it was. missing Bioware. Yeah, the, the first two Baldur's Gate games were made by Bioware, uh, like, back in the late 90s. I can't, and, like, I feel old when I think about Bioware, because their last mm. game was Anthem or Mass Effect Andromeda? One of those. A rumored uh, Dragon Dragon Age coming soon. Uh, but they coming. used to make something that's, like that's... every four months. And uh, yeah. it's been well, like a multiple decade. studios. They had that MMO studio down in mm-hmm. Austin. Like they, Yeah, they were. It's been a while. And, and so this is like delivering on the promise that made Bioware special in the first place. But it's not Bioware at all. This yeah. is Larry it's and very Studios. Strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, very strange. Yeah, and they're kind of building on what they did with the original Sin games. Like, there's there's a lot of similarities. Um, but yeah, Baldur's Gate 3, uh, much greater than I expected it to be based on my first experience with it, like, back in 2020 when it first hit Early Access. So, uh, yeah, if you, if you are hungry for a good computer RPG, uh, then, yeah, it's, it's absolutely worth investing in. I can't tell. It's worth saying. I, I can't tell if their console release strategy is absolutely bonkers or is genius because they're going up directly against Starfield. Yep, same day. But obviously Starfield is Xbox exclusive and they are PlayStation exclusive. So it's sort of like, hey, PlayStation owners, yeah, we know you can't play that other RPG, but we have the best RPG of the year over here on PlayStation. So it, it yeah, might actually do quite well. Because smart, you shouldn't be paying more than 15 bucks for Starfield. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> well, but if you... I mean, plus the cost of buying an Xbox, right? Like, well, it's on PC, isn't it? Is it on PC Game Pass? Game, I don't or know. a gaming PC. Yeah. To, to yeah be able to play much more PC. expensive, actually. But yeah. Tier you, tier you. But yeah, do you think this is goatee yet? Because we had to like drag it's, Michael it's off this thing contender. and play Remnant with this. It's a contender, for sure. Right. So, Could have been a contender. I mean, you know, it's no Tears of the Kingdom, but it's pretty fucking rad. 
I mean, that, but that's a, it's giving me Tears of the Kingdom vibes where I'm mm. really having a good time hearing and seeing other people's experience. Break this, yeah, break this game, and yeah. it was designed for you to do it. Yeah, absolutely. What about Gord? What is Gord? Gord is a like medieval uh, wilderness settlement building sim where, yeah, you you build a a little walled village that you call Gord. And uh, it gets attacked by monsters, and you you have a witch who can bless your your people or curse your enemies. And uh, I'm just citing what I saw in a trailer. <laughs> I haven't actually played it, but All right. yeah, it it looks fun if you're if you're into that sort of thing. Tower of Fantasy is a, I think, a Chinese MMO with anime girls. Looks very pretty. Um, Stray is out on Xbox. Series X. Yeah, it yeah, previously one, came out one, for. Is this a surprise release? Because I didn't remember this being announced that it is coming to platforms other than PlayStation. So you kind of see that sometimes when a previous timed exclusive, exclusive so, yeah. quietly comes out on another system. Right. That's mm-hmm. um, a good point. But then also, like, once we, never, I'm not going to shit on Stray. But then once we finally played it, it's just oh. like, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah it was fine. <laughs> so Xbox owners, you'll finally get to. Play that game and go, meh. Pay full meh. price for it? I wouldn't recommend it. That's not the only Stray game this week. Yeah, Stray, Gods, Stray Gods, the uh, the role-playing musical, is out. And uh, it hasn't. I haven't had a chance to play it because it's not out as of this recording, but it will be, and I'll, I'll check it out. But it looks cool. I think we saw like a trailer for it at one of the many Summer Games Fests. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I really want it to be just all Stray Cats music, though. We're Stray mm-hmm. Gods, and it's going to be kind of that rockabilly. Like mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, that's awful. <laughs> all a bunch of like late 90s Gap ad. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Setzer's in it for some reason. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, something, something, Greek gods, but in a modern setting, possibly a dating sim. I don't know. Well, I, so, would, I, would, like, I accidentally saw Brian Setzer Orchestra one time. and he that's opened a happy accident. He opened for Bob Dylan. Um, sure. Wow. Well, I think I might have seen who, the same show. Who has four people on stage, and so his opening act had like fifty guys with trombones. Yeah. How does that pay split work? He loses money on every show. <laughs> yeah, he has to lose <laughs> money on every show. I was just thinking about it on thirty twenty ten. The polyphonic spree is touring. I'm like, how does that work with a twenty five way split? Does everybody? <laughs> it's like a commune. What? That band is a commune, though. Who gets so, what? You know. Oh. 25-way split. Sorry. New releases. Yeah. Oh, no, it's newsishness. Yeah, time to move on, too. News. It's August... Which must mean it's time for the latest, you guessed it, Pokemon Presents. And to present this segment, we're going to kick it over to resident Pokemon expert, Chris Antista. Chris, tell us oh, what yep. they announced. Uh, they announced Glue Trap. Uh, he is a glue type. And yep. then they, they yep. also announced um, <laughs> they announced uh, uh, Larry. He's gay. Gay Pokemon. <laughs> it's the first one. It's the first. So now it's LGBTQ plus p for p for pokemon yeah. cool yeah show me that ash 
<laughs> I appreciate you rolling with that, Chris. <laughs> he's he's retired. No, um, yeah, there was a lot of Pokemon announcements. Uh, look, um, let's see. There's a new animated series based on the trading card game. Path to the Peak is coming. For our 10-year-old listeners. Hmm. You guys sound good. Uh, <laughs> Detective Pikachu got another trailer. Looking very Detective Pikachu-y. Um, Pokemon Horizons, the series was also shown another animated series, not to confuse you or anything. I'm sure all the Pokemon heads, what do, you, what do they call each other? I don't know. All you Pokemon people are going to really like all this news. All yeah, you aspiring yeah. trainers out there. <laughs> That's right. How exactly uh, did see. Pikachu is- become a detective in the first place? Is there some thread there, or did they just slap the two concepts There's together? There's a school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've obviously never gotten a legend- legendary Pikachu where he puts on the deer hat. And uh, yeah. never mind. I don't know anything. I have yeah. not. Well, he went to Pikachu Police Academy, and yeah, they can learn. Yeah, he has to work his you. way up from the beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he, he started out as a, a lowly Pikachu B- cop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that movie got a Ferrari, was, drove around Hawaii. Just gonna was, say uh, that movie was one of my favorite things that happened to Pokemon in the last couple of years, and that there's zero follow up of any kind. Come on, and uh, that was fun. It's true, it was a fun movie. It's pretty good. Let's see. Uh, well, here's a game that's fun. Pokemon Go is getting the uh, Paldea region monsters next month. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Hide that's the wife. Scarlet and Violet uh, versions for oh, those. I keeping mean, track at home. Uh, let's see. Um, Pokemon trading card game and Pokemon Stadium 2 finally available on Switch Online. Ooh, so you can get ooh, that. Ooh. If you have Scarlet and Violet, you can get Mew and Mewtwo. So right now, you can go in the game and in the Code Redemption, type in Get Your Mew, and you will get that awarded to you. I feel like Mew used to be like one of the hardest things to get in Pokemon games. Now they're just giving them out? Like, come I, on. I, I, I thought when I, I saw was an artic- age. I saw. I didn't click on it, but I saw an article like how to get Mewtwo. So I don't know. Maybe it isn't unlocked, but there might be other things to get to it. But, but like Mew dark, is just, you, like you get him by putting in a code. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Um, there's another animated series. They had so many, they had to space them out. So Pokemon Paldean <laughs> Wins is a new web-only animated series coming oh in September. Uh, and then the first DLC from Scarlet and Violet is coming next month. So that's the first of, I think, the two paid expansions Ew. hitting next month. They're so they're talking about that. That's the the teal mask arrives in September. So look forward to all that. I can tell you guys are thrilled. Mm-hmm. Kept, yeah, so much Pokemon news. <laughs> Greg, so really, Pokemon. Greg made, Greg made an Obama noise. Like uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea Pokemon Go is still around. I haven't heard of anyone it's, stumbling into uh, a manhole. Still wildly popular. <laughs> years but i do have i do have friends who are like uh yeah i was with my poly boyfriend but my husband and i wanted to try suspension so i got these back piercings like, hold on one second and she like Boop, throws out a ball like it's popular with so many people who still play it on the reg it always surprises me where i see pokemon go pop up wow, wow. yeah Boop. still yep still people doing it all right, maybe you guys will be into this. I'm Greg. I know. I mean, you were there, so you're. Like, I'm going to kick it over to you for this segment. Greg, let's talk about everything that was announced at Evo 2023. Let's go. First up, Greg, what do we got? All right, uh, I suppose I have to click this link. Street Fighter Six <laughs> no, is getting. I wasn't I really going to kick it to you. <laughs> oh, well, I know this one. I, I had a laser focus on Street Fighter at the event, so I don't. I don't know. Well, the first. Let's anything the first else that happened. Here is but yeah. The, uh, TMNT they, crossover. So at finals, they 
uh, they had a live band, which I think was the Capcom sound team that does that did the soundtrack for the game, and they were playing live versions of Street Fighter Six music. And then That's suddenly awesome. they 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 just like burst into the TMNT theme song from the early 90s oh that's so cool and and everyone was rocking out but it was like it seemed apropos of nothing and then they were like surprise we're releasing uh these uh ninja turtle costumes for the price of the entire uh, game (laughs) yeah well for the battle hub avatars (laughs) and yeah for this yeah i think if you want all four it literally is for all four which is that's to me like uh, they're very nice costumes are very nice skins but like even if they were fully realized characters that would be expensive and they're oh, yeah. they're just skins uh, well, i thought one of you corrected me and said that they were like they had special moves and shit did they no, and, and they were full-on characters in injustice too in injustice too no this is just yeah. costumes for street fighter 6 i don't get that because nintendo since nickelodeon bought ninja turtles we were talking about doing a top five TMNT DLC because they have been hooas. They're hooas. With, um, <laughs> with, with TMNT. Nickelodeon has released those things in like 16 fucking games in like the last couple of years with no timed exclusivity or anything, even in fighting games. By the and, way, not the right show, but that TMNT movie is the bomb. It's one yeah, of my favorite summer I mean, films after it. Spidey. And mm-hmm. um, it's better than the 90s movies. And I know that basically the Gen Xers who act like boomers hate me for saying that, but it's true. Like the first 90s movie was fine. It's the others were complete trash and garbage. And this is better than all of them. So you should go see it. Two and three are wrong and should be scrubbed from the world. But one, mm-hmm. I will not hear any slander over. I mean, two I'm had Eddie one. Reyes Jr., I think. So Ernie but, uh, Reyes. Jr. But, but, Ernie but, Reyes, hey, sorry. Make it fun. Make them teenagers. Make it a cool cartoon. It's a better format for them. Sorry, yeah. Jim Henson. <laughs> It works. It's really good. Mm-hmm. But the DLC works, but uh, ah, those prices, I don't know. Um, I was reading a thing about it because, like, if you want to buy battle points in bulk, you have to, like, kind of pay more just to end up unlocking all of them. So it's at least $60. Right, because it, like, rounds up. Mm-hmm. Right? It you does. Like, so you'd oh. have to buy, like, an extra, like, fiver to, like, I don't know how it works, and pay $62 even if you were trying to save. Because you can't. Yes. Does anyone know how much an actual new character costs in Street Fighter Six? It used no. to be six bucks. Well, they had Street the battle pass that they want you to buy up front. That probably was what another thirty bucks on top of the game, something like that. Uh, have like, they introduced any DLC the characters year? yet? Well, the so Rashid one came got a trailer out. here, oh, okay. so it, uh, and Aki just got announced. Yeah, with a trailer. Yeah, he got a teaser trailer. So, uh, what do you what do you know about Aki, Greg? She's terrifying. It was something about uh, poison, right? Like she's like a she's, poison. Yeah, uh, she's like I don't know. This she's somehow related to Fang from Street Fighter Five, who from is Sun. the weird uh, yeah Fang poison yeah, guy. Fang from mm-hmm. Sonic. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and she's yeah, she, but like her her announcement trailer uh, was quite disturbing. And there, this was also shown at Evo Finals. So we're all in a stadium, and the audio. I mean, the sound in this place is just you know skull rattling. Um, and you're watching this, she's got like black eyes, you know, like her whole eye is filled eye. with pupil mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and she, she like injects the, whoever that voiceless character is from world, uh, world tour. Um, she like injects him with poison. She has like these claws that she wears kind of like, uh, that one punk chick in, uh, back to the future too. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, claws. Got it. Nailed it. <laughs> 
except they they inject you with poison. She's and she's like, you know, like slinking around this guy while he's like keeled over about to puke and she's like listing all the symptoms he's going to experience. Uh and then he just gets worse and worse. It's just like a horror movie, you know. It's, it's very disturbing, and it's funny because Jury in Street Fighter Six was already kind of this character, you know, like this, sadist, mm-hmm. like the sadist. Ah, uh, okay. But this is like the super sadist. Competing she makes sadists. Yeah. yeah. So now Jury, I feel like she has no place to super sadist. To go what Goku becomes her, when he gets mad. Her, Got it. That's right. Her niche that's has right. been co-opted. <laughs> She has to focus her power, and she becomes a super sadist. Um, her hair becomes right. yellow. It's really weird. Yeah, I mean, she <laughs> is blonde, so it's kind of weird. But yeah, yeah, that is that even more even weirder. Uh, let's see. Mortal Kombat One is adding Reptile, Ashra, and Havoc as new fighters that they showed off mm. at Evo. Oh, so. more palette swaps. I love it. Nah, yeah, I know. I reptiles mean, yeah. don't got reptiles. A little different. Uh, Tekken 8 adds Raven and Asusena, the Peruvian coffee queen, um, distant cousin of Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago. <laughs> sausage king of Chicago. <laughs> Call me what? sir, goddammit. <laughs> like, why, why the subtitle, like, the Peruvian coffee queen coming to Tekken? I love Tekken. <laughs> Tekken is such bullshit, and they own their bullshit, and I completely love it. They're like, yeah, mm. we're going to throw in a Peruvian coffee queen in here. Why not? Love it. Love it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Fatal Fury. New Fatal Fury. City Hell of yeah. the Wolves. New Fatal Fury. What? The first since 99? Something like that? It's, Is it? Yeah, it's one been was, multiple. Yes. One was been Mark of the decades. Wolves. I guess. Yeah. 99. Is Jesus. that the one with a playable butt? Yeah. Because yes. butt. <laughs> yes. Man, so I didn't hear about this at all. That's amazing. finally get a Fury? new Fatal Fury game. 24 oh, years. You couldn't have waited one more year, guys. Twenty-five years in the making. You could have said a quarter century in the mm-hmm. making. Like, good. Oh, I hope I can finally nice. nail one of those Fatal Fury hats because Brett has one. I'm so jealous of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Guilty Gear Strive revealed new season three details, and they touted they've reached two and a half million players globally. I have to believe a big chunk of these are from being on Game Pass. Like, you can go play this game right now, mm. and it's fucking rad. Um, if you ever said to yourself, hey, I like fighting games, but I wish there was text all over the screen at all times, Guilty oh, yeah. Gear Strive has you covered. Uh, let's see, Project L, that's Riot's fighting game based on League of Legends, uh, reveals Yasuo as its fourth ca- They're They're only revealing their fourth character. They're on four. Mm. This, is, this game's like 40 years in the making. They're only revealed yeah. four characters. So. You go You go rest for a decade and make one more. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Somebody mm-hmm. should have taken advantage if someone was really quick. Like new Street Fighter DLC, Montgomery Riverboat Battle Pass. We will gently unlock races. And <laughs> did, am I the only one who saw that video a thousand times? You guys look mystified. No, no I know what you're, you're, you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, that would be the best fighting game pass. He will throw his hat before he enters the ring. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's one that's bound to get Chris interested. So, uh, well, Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl Two was announced uh, i feel like they didn't need it to like just please give me more characters for one but fine you're not gonna i've had one in the in the cellophane for like two years it's never i think we all must have gotten it free as like playstation plus or one of those we got that game for free eventually and it's I fine got it it's a the fine weirdest one. let's let's see each other again ex-girlfriend gift i've ever anyway that is that is weird mm-hmm. um but so they did a character reveal 
Plankton from SpongeBob SquarePants revealed <laughs> as yes, he's, he's like a tiny you little guy, fools. right? Yeah, he's Plankton, super tiny. That's that's hilarious. Is he in a Tron Bond fucking <laughs> uh, mech suit? How is this gonna work? You're gonna have to play the game to find out, Chris. Oh, I don't man. know. You fool. They put Pete and Pete in this game. That Get, would be start too awesome. That would be amazing. I mean, small Pete has already been in one game with GTA Five. Was, uh, Wait, what? Oh, he has. Yeah, is Michael's played Michael's son in GTA? Yeah, 5. yeah. I forget. Uh, I forget what his name God is. God damn it, Dad! Uh, Danny, yeah. Danny Tamborelli or something like that. Tamborelli. Mm -hmm. uh, Danny Tamborelli. I want a Wienerville assist. Uh, <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> I can. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. All right, uh, Nintendo has revealed, uh, or they filed for a bunch of patents that seem to be. Tears of the Kingdom related. <laughs> Chris, this is this seems like one of those stories that you would have been following because this kind of sounds like something that is up your alley. So, are you following this at all? And did you see what I, the patents are for? I did, and and all of, all but one look to be for Tears of the Kingdom, but yeah, also it's things like the uh, the Garudas, the electricity power thing. Like that's one of them. Yeah, the other Nintendo's one... kind of patenting a bunch of game mechanics in Tears of the Kingdom that one, no other game maker is going to embark on this. And, and two, all they have to do is do a slight variation to never pay you. Uh, it, like, video game patents of this type really bug me sometimes. Um, and that's that's what I, why I wanted to talk about is there's, people online are a bit torn because it's like I think I don't know if it's ever gone to trial and to have like established courtroom precedent. It did with 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 Capcom and Data East and, and Data East won. Yeah, that's right. Like, so it's like, yeah, you can't really patent certain types of gameplay because it's like, yeah, things can be derivative of, of one another and you can get inspired by one game and still make a new thing. But yet, game there has been a more recent trend where a lot of game companies are filing for patents. The most, probably the most famous is the Nemesis system from mm -hmm. those um, Mordor games, where go everyone Cree, wondered for you, years, like how come no one's doing the Nemesis system? And yeah, it turns out because, they filed for patent. Yeah, and that's you know the reason we couldn't have uh, mini games in loading screens for a long ass time was because I think yeah. Namco had the patent on that. Yeah. Uh, I believe, and I don't know if Greg will help me out on this because I'm not going to name any company's names or anything. <laughs> like, why can't we get an on-screen prompt of what moves we're putting in in a fighting game? Somebody has the patent, and you can't include. That. Right, uh, you and, know, uh, yeah, it was it was the um, it was the thing where you can press a button to watch a combo before you try it in a practice mode. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. in Tekken, you can like press a button and it will just show you the sequence. I think. That was patented by, let's say, someone. But but then <laughs> those are kind of bullshit. All you have to do is like, well, now you can see it without a button press or you can see it without. That's why these things don't hold up very well. But for Nintendo out of the blue to take like one of the biggest programming feats ever and be like, we're patenting this. And like, I think the general rule of thumb is if you can get anything like this to work in a game, go for it. <laughs> go for it. And, and what hmm. the Nemesis system was, was more like, don't steal our code. There's no reason you can't create your own Nemesis system. Just you can't steal our code. Well, it can't be exact with the UI right. screen of like, yeah. here's your all the Nemesis. And, but like some of the stuff they filed patent for, it's funny because it's like, 
we were at the time we're like how is nintendo doing this like the video game should not be able to do this stuff like the physics shouldn't work and game programmers were all out there being like i don't know how they're doing this and apparently nintendo realized that because like yeah we're going to patent this because no one knows how to do it and we got to protect the ability to they filed a patent a month after the game came out so it wasn't important to them until until people were like we don't know how to do this Mm -hmm. and they're like well good you're never going to know now but like one of them is so funny it's like this system that prevents link from being able to move something that he's holding with his ultra hand like i know if you guys are like me i've been in that game a million times where i'm like god damn Mm -hmm. it i'm standing on a block why can't i use my ultra hand to just lift me up while i'm standing on it right the game doesn't let you do that but that that's one of the patents like what a what a weird obscure thing to be like we should patent that even how it loads things another another one is is like you know Link's ability to stand on moving objects through the environment. Like I feel like that's something a lot of games already do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I guess that they're because they're you know created objects. There are very specific physics calculations that are going on behind the scenes. So it it almost leads me to believe the game truly is doing stuff that in a in a different way than other video games had done workarounds for that stuff like if they are able to get because filing for patents one thing if you're able to secure the patent that means you mm. truly do have to have something novel you're doing no there, it's it's you know? the, the weird thing here is nintendo filing for the patent because what i was told where i had been doing business leave me alone greg is that like it's kind of a house of cards and no one's ever tried this shit in court you just kind of stay away from shit going on people's patents because you have patents they have patents just don't do them and we won't have to go to court and talk about these ever. But it's never been tried before. But Nintendo is notoriously legally litigious. litigious. And Mm. uh, yeah, that that would be really weird if a great game were to come out and Nintendo two months later were to say, take it down. (laughs) Take take it down. You can't have this in Assassin's Creed game. It seems... I think one of the most famous was, you know, the um, when PUBG company sued Fortnite, you know because mm-hmm. like epic uh, the game was running on unreal or something like mm-hmm. that right and so remember they took him to court saying like hey you you have our secrets of how to make a battle royale game and you stole that and mm-hmm. added that mode to Fortnite because our mm-hmm. game was so popular and that 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 played out in courts for a few years if i remember correctly yeah, was, I, yeah I don't even remember how that played out but yeah. but it's in almost all cases, a courts are ruled over by very, very old people. Like these are just what video games do, and it's like I kind of like that response because, yeah, patenting, patent, trademarks, copyright. I know they're different, but there's also like licensing opportunities here for people who want to go legit. So Nintendo could make money anytime someone yeah. wants to use but this. But does thing. Nintendo actually license its technology I, out to anybody? No. I think that's an excellent no. point. They're they're about well, as proprietary as they are litigious. They they yeah. keep this stuff on lock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fact that you ask us means you cannot use this in your game. <laughs> they do license their tech to publishers, right? Like, you, oh, that's you, true. You have that's to run true. games on their systems and using their controllers. Fair, it, okay, yeah, fair point. Different yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the weirdest part to me was the fact that the way they got in these patents, they just mailed themselves a self-addressed stamped envelope with the, with the paper in there, you know? Yeah, you just Apparently draw some works. characters on an EGM envelope and mm-hmm. uh, get some that free That doesn't work, people. Don't, oh, don't do that. Don't do it. <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. Next up in the news, um, Xenomorphs. You guys heard of these things? Everyone's talking about them. Everyone's talking about Xenomorphs. Uh, <laughs> the aliens. The aliens are coming. They're invading. 
They're invading Dead by Daylight. So mm. that is who the... is our source on these aliens? Are these these weirdo crackpots in Congress, or is this like an official press release? Well, this one is just an official press. Well, it's oh, a trailer. Yeah. Actually, so, okay. we got a trailer of the aliens. And on those weirdos, I've seen biological alien forms. Do you have evidence? Any names? I do not. I, do. I have two <laughs> friends who told me they've seen it. In the non-human biomass. Is it a turtle? It's a turtle. I follow. I follow Bob Lazar on LinkedIn. Therefore, aliens are real. And if you say something is a non-human biomass, I'm just going to assume it's slime. Mm-hmm. Like when you say biomass, it is just yeah, biologic material. Whatever the hell the term he used was. So I, some alien took biologics. a shit in a space shuttle and we found it. Like what mm-hmm. the hell? Man? I will yeah. assume that's a Seven Eleven sloppy joke. <laughs> <laughs> But no, yeah, this is, um, I think actually the weirdest thing about this announcement was, was the way Ellen Ripley looks. Like, it's not Sigourney oh, Weaver. It oh. is very obviously not her likeness. And it's, um, That's yeah. Weird. It seems like she would have been game. But it's it's so cool because, like, I, I played Dead by Daylight. I played it furiously for about a week and just like, ooh, I need to back away from this. Uh, but I know exactly how, when you hear, like, Xenomorph, I know exactly how this will play out. It's going to have acidic blood. That mm-hmm. is a great addition to all this shit. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. Uh, yep. Close quarters. It's going to be fucking nuts. So you might know this, like, because they've been doing Monster of the Week stuff with mm-hmm. all these DLC monsters. I do remember the Nick Cage was the first time I took note of, like, oh, and this is the survivor. And so in mm-hmm. this case, Ellen Ripley is is the survivor. Has the survivor thing always been around from the start, or was that a newer yeah. edition? Yeah. What do you no, mean? Like, has I it been around? Of- no, I mean like like themed survivors, like oh like, yeah, like yeah. After one of the early games. ones was like uh, Bill from Left for Dead. Yeah, Stranger okay. Things. Okay. There've been a bunch of characters. They they usually get added at the same time as the monsters. It, it's gotcha. the monsters are the most exciting. Thing yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, but obviously, but yeah. If you've ever looked at a licensing agreement, and I kind of hope you never do for your own sanity, for some <laughs> reason it's just like. Hey, if you pay us money, you can have all of our characters, not just one. It, there's very few companies that don't like, yeah, what, an extra thousand dollars, fine. You can get fucking <laughs> Ripley. Who cares? Mm-hmm. You're giving us money. We love it. <laughs> How long till they get and, Jason from Friday the 13th and the gunfire game become, or not gunfire, uh, who who did the Friday the 13th game? I forget. Gun Media? Gun Media. Uh, gun, yeah. Gun Their media. game becomes yeah, I mean, largely that, obsolete. That, that, that game has, like, Dozens of hours left, so go mm-hmm. get Friday the 13th. Uh, if you listen to 30, 20, 2010 this week, like even I forgot that like Jason Goes to Hell is called Jason Goes to Hell because they can't legally use the Friday the 13th name. Wow. That, wow. That, it's been 30 years of that game locked in legal rigmarole, and it's not likely to end anytime soon. So go get that fucking game. Because I don't know when it'll be back, and it was beautiful. It was a really good Friday the 13th. And everything's unlocked. Just go get it, and uh-huh. you can play everything You'll you need. you get the ultimate version. Matt, yeah. really dumb news story I thought was yeah. hilarious that I read right before this. And I'm, I wasn't following it, but apparently there were rumors that the new yes. Call of Duty would be an expansion pack for the first time ever. And then they announced, nope, it's Modern <laughs> Warfare 3. <laughs> mm-hmm. Modern Warfare 3... It, but in like, oh, so it's not just an expansion. And they're like, let us finish. Oh, All no. of your progress will carry over from your Call of Duty game. And it's just like, that's the weirdest thing ever. Because Call of Duty games for 20 years have been like, you play through and you're done. 
nothing carries over ever well it worked out so well for overwatch i can't blame them <laughs> <laughs> uh but but like even your weapon upgrades will carry over in modern warfare 3 and i feel old as piss being like modern warfare 3 was the last physical call of duty game i bought and they're already remaking it it's been a long time has it been that long i guess like uh when was Modern Warfare 3? Like 2012? 2011? Um, didn't feel like that long ago. I, I Call of Duty may be the first series to have a third iteration using the same name. Like we, We've had a few yeah. franchises do this now, like God of War, stuff like that. But Call of Duty very well could be like, this is our third version of Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3. And that could happen within a decade. But yeah, like last going. week there were rumors that there would be no annual Call of Duty. It would be an expansion and they're like, nah, it'll have a box game, but it'll download to your other, your new game and carry over all your progress for the first time in the series history. And like, ooh, uh, uh, whatever. Call of Duty so, don't seem to I'm, care. I, I just read in between the lines here, but as a guy who's worked on live games, what I wonder if that means, because like, you only do that when you realize you just sort of have a mature player base who doesn't want to restart every time. But like, if you are having to worry about bringing in like million, millions of new players every Mm -hmm. year, you want people to restart from zero. Right. So I almost wonder if this is them just sort of acknowledging, like we get it. We have the same audience who buys every year. I'm like Michael. I like playing new call of duty campaigns and zombie campaigns are great. Maybe not the multiplayer campaigns. So I don't really care if anything carries over. This is more like a, what you're saying, Call of Duty should have realized 15 years ago. <laughs> and they didn't because they had this cycle that made them a lot of money. And now for the first time... And then time, for a while they had the Warzone thing, which was like, it would, yeah. you could get to it from within all the games, but it was still the separate thing. Also with Ninja Turtles content. Yeah. <laughs> the whores. The green whores. They open this shell for anybody. Why did you single me out for that? I do enjoy Call of Duty single no, I'm, player I'm campaigns. saying I'm with you because, oh, like, okay. I thought like, you said like, unlike we're, Michael. We're, we're no, I said like Michael. We're uh. used to like kind of wiping our memory of the previous Call of Duty, and yeah, hmm. it's just a new Call of Duty. I get it, but it, like if if I was the multiplayer was part of my daily life, I would have been pissed twelve years ago. Maybe you just hmm. like that cycle. I don't know. I can see it because I love dump, jumping in on multiplayer. Before it's been codified and everyone's ruined it and gotten better than me, I, I love the first three days of uh, shooter multiplayer, and then I bounce because I'm not going to bother to get good at this. Right. But, well, that's uh, what I worry about is if everyone's progress is carrying over, that does seem very unfriendly to the new any newbies who might try to be starting. Yeah, out, it's, it's right? both it's... sides of the coin, and, and Call of Duty has done this for this long, has wiped everything every eleven and a half months. It's it's very strange and lends, lends credence to the rumor that there was not going to be an annual Call of Duty this year because uh, this would have been the year that like the COVID year finally caught up to everybody like the 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 the, the stu- this whatever cycle they're on because uh the, this was supposed to be a Treyarch year and oh um, how ironic though in the year of all the court cases and Call of Duty being this big centerpiece is like yeah, see exactly. we can't. They can't possibly buy Activision because they have this huge franchise. Dude, what if they I'm, missed that year? That's why I brought it up because I think I think it had something to do with having a lot of eyes on it. Let's not change anything. Um, in in every way we can, we will have a new physical release, but all your shit will carry over. Everyone's happy. I'm like, 
why didn't you do this every year? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, right now they got a lot of shareholders looking at them like, all right, come on. This is why this is a big part of why we're doing this acquisition. Please don't do change anything now. So I get it. And it's and it's me talking about Call of Duty. I don't know what I'm talking about. So if you feel the need to clarify, do so. But make sure to tag Michael and be really negative. Oh yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. I, yeah, I, I totally care you about him. your Call of Duty opinions. He hit him up. He on, hit him up on X. At, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't do it on Twitter. Hit me up on X. Whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> X, which for some reason you still have to go to Twitter.com to reach, but that's fine. (laughs) I'm serious, though. If you write me something salty, I will forget that this was a joke, and I will get upset. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you... He he couldn't even threaten to ban you. He's too nice. You need to ban mean people. (laughs) Ugh. Ban the meanies. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Let's move along to our community segment, which is always is segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week was, who is your favorite mainstream actor who crossed over into games? Uh, Greg, you weren't here last week. Do you have a favorite? Favorite mainstream actor crossed over into games? Mm-hmm. Mainstream actor. Oh! What about, uh, okay, how about Tony J? Who was in the Legacy of Kane games? He's a. Does he count as mainstream? He was. Was he main? Yeah, what did he do before? He was the bad guy in the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh right, yes. <laughs> you, know, you know his Tony voice. Tony J. Become my soul reaver. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, for some exactly. reason, I thought you meant the guy who played Kane, and I was like, who was he? But that's that's like Simon, Simon Templeman. Temple, he's yes, he's also awesome, but I, yeah. he probably was in movies or something. But I I, I thought he meant magician Ricky J. Hmm. Oh, you make that joke every time. <laughs> All great choices. Not really news, but the uh, the Clive actor from Final Fantasy 16 says he wants to be in a Legacy of Cain reboot. Mm-hmm. As he he wants to be Raziel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Wait, would be the, great. The, the, the Ralph, what's his name? Really? No, 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 oh, no. The the the, the guy who has that meme about like Clive, the main character, squeezing Clive. through tight spaces with my pecs. Mm-hmm. We've all seen that. Him doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's great. he's shown himself to be a good sport. I yes, like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is... A, that's, a, that's a good yeah. uh, Tony a summary good of Raziel as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would describe Raziel as a right? I killed sport. you, turned you into a vampire, <laughs> made you my servant for millennia. I, I guess we can be friends. <laughs> you don't have a jaw. You just suck in souls through... <laughs> I've been thinking about Greg a lot because this is a vague announcement, Aww. but... Uh, 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 Elm Street Nightmare is going to be doing the Evil Dead series. Ooh! And, and I've talked a lot with Greg about that series throughout our our relationship, which is mostly sexual. I'm sorry, you right. word relationship, which is why I, I had say, to make you that You can joke. say friendship. Um, <laughs> I could say friendship. It's not funny. Um, Being gentle, sensual. But uh-huh. I've, I've sensual. never been like so like mad slash happy with Greg when he's like, dude, you should watch Crime Wave. Not only watch it, <laughs> buy the new Blu-ray for like $25. And I was just like, God it's a- damn. Like, I'm glad I saw this, but I'm pissed I paid for it. And <laughs> It's a feature-rich Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's the king of that. The like the recommend like I'll be able to whip this out at parties to tell people like, yeah, this is what Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell were doing in between Evil Deads with the Cohen brothers. And the Coen brothers. And it's almost unwatchable. (laughs) It's 
I don't get it, man. And I've watched I, it three I, times, I, by the way. It is, it is. That movie is a hoot. It, it, fucking terrible. <laughs> it's, 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 but an amazing wave. I think it's on Tubi, if anyone's curious. Prime wave. It's probably permanently ab- absurd. <laughs> absurd. If you want to, like, like if you could, if you could look up in the dictionary, the Internet dictionary, squander clout. Crime wave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then Evil Dead 2. Exactly. And, and uh, what are they? The Raising Arizona and Fargo. Uh, the Coen Brothers went on. But it, it starts out in the Hudsucker prison. That's where the crime wave starts. Oh, wow. Yeah? Yeah. That's awesome. how connected it is. Um, great uh, answer from the first film. None of this is usable. Yeah. You can cut all that. <laughs> I disagree. Uh, First answer from VigiGamePockets.com was Vocalik, who says, I have to go with J.K. Simmons' performance as Cave Johnson in Portal 2. It's just perfect comedy anytime he goes on a rant about Black Mesa or gets pissed about lemons. Lemons! (laughs) All right, I've been thinking. When life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Make life take the lemons back. Get mad! I don't want your damn lemons! What am I supposed to do with these? Demand to see life's manager. Make life rue the day it thought it could give Cave Johnson lemons. Do you know who I am? I'm the man who's going to burn your house down with the lemons. I'm going to get my engineers to invent a combustible lemon that burns your house down. This is really good. And and yeah. I think his, his character on the Venture Brothers movie, I forgot about him when he showed up. And I'm, I'm just, I love how... Oh, yeah. J.K. Ben. Simmons has like used his Oscar win to just be more awesome. God, he, he ruled. Good call. Yeah. yeah, let's see. A man riding a woman riding a motorbike says, "I've already responded to a similar question in the past with Tim Curry. Good one. So this right. time, I'll say Sir Patrick Stewart. Engage. Yes. Uh, his oh, brief yeah. role in Oblivion became instantly iconic and sets the tone for the rest of the game. But I think his best performance in games was as Zobek in yes. Castlevania: Lords oh, yeah. of Shadow." Spoiler alert, spoilers, after being a very dour companion and narrator for 99% of the game, he suddenly has a twist and hams it up a bit. Odd. Now you begin to understand. Yes, Gabriel, it was I who cast the spell that separated the earth from the heavens. I knew this would force my brothers and sister in heaven to contact the order here on earth. The prophecy was their little ray of hope in the darkness. Yeah, Zobek was is one of the better points of that series. Uh, one of the better performances, opposite Robert Carlyle, who's also pretty great yeah. as Gabriel Belmont and later uh, yeah. Dracula. Spoilers, but yeah, Ooh, and greatest Begbie forever. What mm-hmm. a strange thing to have happened to Castlevania. If you look, yeah. like, yeah, look at the time, it just felt like it fit right in with what games were doing. But looking at the whole of yeah. Castlevania now. Mm-hmm. That's weird, <laughs> and especially how like Lords of Shadow Two is very different from Lords of Shadow. It's 1. not the weirdest, but because it within that current era, I'm sorry, within that same era, we had Gary fucking Oldman in Spyro games. All right, so really? things could have gotten a lot weirder. <laughs> and Call of Duty, yeah, Man, yeah, but it, it, like don't uh, rise to any challenge. If, if Castlevania hadn't have stopped, it wouldn't seem like such a weird branch. But like, I remember the E3 we we're at. We're like. I think this might be one of our favorite games of the show, Lords of Shadows. Oh, yeah. um, uh, 
it's squandered potential in my my opinion, Craig. But mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Like it, it, it ended. The Castlevania series ended at Lords of Shadow. That sucked. Yeah. Yeah, and it kind and it didn't really end on a very positive note. Either. I don't no, know. Like people, some people people didn't like the the second game, and not even even the uh, the Mirror of Fate, which is like technically the final like two point five D Metroidvania style Castlevania. Like mm-hmm. that, even that wasn't very well received. It was originally like ex- exclusively to three DS, and then got ported to other consoles, and nobody cared, which was sad because mm, it was yeah. pretty good. And when I said on this show years and years ago, hey, it's pretty good, I think Mike Grimm leaned into me and said, like, if I'm spending that much money on it, it can't just, like, with this many games out right now, it can't just be pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so glad he's been banned from all shows because we don't like him. (laughs) Oh, that's not true. Just trying Uh, to start a big controversy. It's a good good controversy. Yes, I also hate Uh Mike Grimm. Fine. <laughs> no, don't. No, when you say it, it's real. <laughs> Mike Grimm rules. Uh, ghost Baby says, I'm a 40-year-old ghost baby that still thinks teen comedy super bad is one of the finest uh, finest comedies ever made. Therefore, my answer has to be the redhead queen and Oscar winner Emma Stone in Sleeping Dogs. Mm. Uh, such a great what? game to indulge all my Hong Kong super cop fantasies, to be brutally honest. Uh, Miss Stone's performance is mostly forgettable, but who cares? It's the closest I or most others will ever get to going on a date with the La La Land lovely. This is true. Wow. Here we go. We got a clip. It was great. Thank you so much. I can't believe you got us in here. Uh, it's no problem. I mean, it was fun. Kind of, you know, nice playing tourist in your own town. Yeah, I can see that. Thanks again, though, for taking the time to, you know, do this. Yeah, it's okay. So, uh, was this, like, a a date? Sounds good to me. What do you think? Definitely. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, thank you for the date, then. Aww. She's so genuine. (laughs) What a a charismatic actress. Well, from her end, yeah. Mm, Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's cute. She's one of the girlfriend characters. Yeah. Love Emma. That game rules. Mm. That game rules. I didn't even know she was in that. Oh, yeah. She's not in it very long, but yeah. No. Yeah. I think, I think the, the, the love interests all like, uh, they have like one brief moment in the, the storyline and then you can like follow up with them to go on dates with them. So, yeah. Yeah. There's a couple dates and then you, Mm -hmm. you know, jump on their car mid date. It's a little weird. They're mm-hmm. like, why'd you do that? I'm still uh, in the back of this motorcycle. Where are you going? Uh, <laughs> Hope you're paid up on your insurance. Uh, <laughs> Love that game. Love sleeping dogs. Ah, uh, man. What a shame we don't have a sequel. Uh, from the official laser time community on Facebook, Kelly Ryan says, I absolutely adore Stephen Merchant in portal two. Mm. I actually didn't watch the British office. So that was my first time hearing him. So imagine my surprise when I hear that voice in the movie Logan, and I'm like, wait, is wait, is that Wheatley? OMG, I love Wheatley. Though I will admit it was jarring seeing him play a pervert in the R-rated comedy Good Boys. Honorable mention to J.K. Simmons and Cave Johnson. Cave Johnson. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, shout out to Stephen Merchant, because I wanted to give a shout out earlier to uh, Patrick Stewart, like, I didn't realize how old he was. 
now that I'm looking at everyone's age and blah, blah, blah. And like that guy settled into a role 25 years ago where he got to sit in a wheelchair and be old and had the balls to retire from it. <laughs> like, dude, you could have re- literally rode that thing until you die. <laughs> like a million dollar, a million dollar train. What are you doing? But he's great in Logan. Oh my God. And in Portal 2, unbelievable. I love Stephen Merchant. I say love Stephen Merchant. I don't say the same thing about Ricky Gervais. Um, he really annoys me. Mm, uh, yeah. C- Connor Wade says, with honorable mention uh, to Anima Stone as Amanda in Sleeping Dogs, my favorite mainstream performance in a video game is Jack Black. Mm, good one. As Ooh. Eddie Riggs in the underrated yeah. Brutal Legend. Like, who else uh, could get to play a hilarious metalhead in a Tim Schafer game? God, I want to remake for a sequel. Oh. I mean, he's great in that game, but he may be even better in Psychonauts 2. Like, Psychonauts 2, mm. he completely is lost in that character. Like, you don't... I didn't mm. realize it was him until That's right. that song he does. And I was like, oh my god, this is Jack Black. Like, I did not recognize no, him at all. Because he's... He's not doing because Jack Black. Hate to tell you guys, he kind of does a Jack Black character for a lot of his characters. But uh, <laughs> like Eddie Riggs is just fucking Jack Black being Jables over here. But no, his, in Psychonauts too, he is a character that you're like. Wait a minute! Oh my god, that that's Jack Black. That's I think wild. it deserves it deserves credit uh, because that was a very weird. What was that weird time where EA was publishing games that it didn't make, um, trying mm. to get. Uh, smaller games out there and they may have given that and it created a relationship with Jack Black and Tim Schafer and I believe Jack Black has been in about every other Tim Schafer game that there is I forget the name yeah. of the kickstarted one with Elijah wouldn't it what's it called Wiki Parez you here for me the... um, uh, yeah I know Broken Age Broken Age yeah he's yeah. like uh. the god of the sun or some shit like, and like you can't really tell mm. it's him for a while um, and I think I also think he does a good job as Bowser. Can I say that? Like, I thought that was no, a weird casting. No, it's forbidden. Uh, well, I know you guys love the movie. Especially well, it's Greg. on Peacock right now, so anyone can experience Everybody it. loves his fucking performance as Bowser. They, they, Peaches is a major meme. Mm-hmm. Well, it was he, fine. Right. Again, he was just doing Jack Black with a little... Everybody except Matt loves him as Bowser. It was fine. <laughs> he was, I, I don't, I'm not uh-huh. saying I don't love Jack Black, but I'm mm-hmm. saying, like... Mm-hmm. For the most part, he's kind of he's playing Jack Black. But I, I think yeah. it should have been Dennis Hopper via AI. That's who should have yes. been. Yes, yeah, no, they, sure. they should have gone full bore. Uh, used Elon Musk's resurrect the dead technology that doesn't work. And uh, dude, <laughs> dude, Mark Chris, 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 Chris the Baker, casting decisions. Are. Chris Baker is here with the best answer of yes. all. Oh my god! I have a very selfish answer here. When I worked at. The official U.S. PlayStation magazine. I got to interview the voice of Wolverine in X2, Wolverine's Revenge. Looking at the game's cover, you might assume that to be Hugh Jackman. That would have been cool, but no, it was actually Mark Hamill. Yep. Wow. <laughs> wow. Not that guy. What's he ever done? <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember the commercial vividly just because, like, it's like wo- the Wolverine game you always wanted to play before we got, you know, Wolverine. And um and just he's like I don't like surprises I'm like that's Mark Hamill I I, I heard it from <laughs> wow. the commercial like they didn't even advertise it like that is just Mark Hamill I was so excited man Wolverine and the Joker are the same guy yep. that's weird mm-hmm. yep and Cock Mark's Mark. inclusion in the game 
was my key to meeting Luke Skywalker. Pretty hard to top that. Here's what he sounded like. It comes back to me in the blink of an eye. Bits and pieces. Like the dream you start to forget as soon as you wake up. Or maybe more like a nightmare. I was a hard guy for the Cloak and Dagger boys up in Ottawa. Not really an agent. More like the guy who cleans up. Uh, the Cloak and Dagger boys up in Ottawa. That's a sentence I've never heard before True. in my life. I was a hard guy too, but during the first second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I bet. <laughs> uh, keep reading. And via a link to the entire interview on my YouTube channel, Superhero.VG, yeah. here he is answering a ridiculous question for me in the Joker voice. Mind you, he's like one foot away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have one more thing I want right. to ask you. Say, like, the Joker inexplicably got sucked into some sort of vortex and he landed in the expansion in front of Wolverine. Can you, like, give me a sample of the dialogue of what happens between the Joker and Wolverine there? <laughs> wow, that's really put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Joker would find Newton's quite uh, challenging, not like Batman. Uh, I think actually Joker would be really turned on by the whole idea of mutants. Yeah. You know, sure. And again, we're talking about that gray area where in the Marvel universe, uh, you know, see, he's so clearly cut a villain mm-hmm. in the DC universe, but there might be a place for him, you know, <laughs> <laughs> in, uh, especially at the mutant university. Way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. I just want to say, Chris Baker, sometimes knowing you is way cooler than knowing Mark Hamill. It is, it is oh. infinitely rewarding, <laughs> and he has a shitload yeah. of cool stories, and usually clips for some reason. That is so fucking rad. <laughs> Saves all that, that was stuff. excellent. Mm-hmm. It's still crazy to me he's never voiced Luke in a game outside of clips ripped from movies. Oh, that is crazy. Yeah, and He's just done with it. No, I feel like there's some anger there because they signed away their likenesses. <laughs> uh, I, that, that's my theory because, like, no Star Wars actor from the OG stuff has ever really appeared in the games. And uh, maybe James Earl Jones did. No, maybe. Anyway. You think Harrison Ford's a gamer? Uh, he's a stoner, so might as well be. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, more more of a pilot, but you know, whatever. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure he's popping gems on some iPhone. I feel like if you can fly in real life, then you don't need video games. Yeah, yeah, probably true. I don't know, man. I played Microsoft Flight Simulator. That shit is boring after <laughs> takeoff. It's kind of like, true. yeah, I'm gonna sit here for four hours and point the same direction. I, I, I did have the luxury <laughs> of flying, and uh, recently, like holding the controls of a plane, and my uncle was like, "You want to go to the beach? The beach is like." 90 minutes from where we were in a car in a plane it was like 15 minutes and what did I do to fly that plane I didn't touch anything <laughs> I, I <laughs> like, like it just went straight and that's all I had to do it was not video gamey or fun and and then I was a lot of control tower talking to well, it's like driving, right? When we're teenagers learning how to drive, it's very exciting, and every minute behind the wheel mm-hmm. is an adventure, and that that kind of ends after the first week, where yeah. you're like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, and especially, like, 
long distance driving, you're like, this shit is boring. Liberating agency. Like when, well, yeah, when, that's why there's a radio in your car. When I, when I moved back, <laughs> like I moved yep. back to Florida. Like all my friends are so mad about driving, and like I haven't been able to do this in 15 years. Like I, we would have to map out courses. Ah, shit. The the D train is late. Uh, therefore, I'm not going to be able to get light bulbs this weekend. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, like being in a car was like amazing. And every time, oh man, traffic. I'm like, we'll look up ways on a different traffic, man. What the fuck are you doing? Like, this is so much fun. <laughs> Go wherever you want. God, Americans are weird. <laughs> fuck ways. I got my Thomas guide. I'm good. <laughs> I got I got my green book here telling me where I can go and, and stay alive. Um, but I'm going to tear out the map every time I have to use it. I'm going to tear out that page so I can't reuse. I need to buy a new Thomas guide every month. It's a subscription. <laughs> oh my god my dad used to have those because you know he's a contractor going from job to job and it's like all he had was an address so he'd fucking like magellan he's over here like working out you know paths to these new places that's what we did back this is before MapQuest, folks it was archaic and ancient yeah all right so new question of the week what famous game character should be in a fighting game who hasn't already been uh, I think this answer is extremely obvious, so I'm just going to say John Wick. Uh, I am sort of amazed that nobody's mm. tried to put John Wick into a fighting game. He's had John mm. Wick Hex and uh, I think the Payday guest appearances, but uh, mm. never actually been able Almost to unfair. bust out his gun katas on another character. That's what think- John Wick does is, t- is two in the chest, one in the Ukrainian. Yeah, he's, <laughs> like- he's a shoe-in... For Mortal Kombat, because he also comes from a series where hits that should be instantly lethal are things people get up and and brush themselves off from. Mm. No, no, because is is two in the chest, one in the temple Mm -hmm. is like, that's a three hit combo you can't come back. (laughs) Yeah, except like, you know, everybody in that series wears bulletproof suits, so they they just continue shooting themselves in the chest over and over again. Bulletproof Versace suits. Yeah, exactly. You can never shoot through this cloth. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently it's it's immune to being hit by cars, too, because that happens a lot. I love John Wick, and I hope somebody asks, because, like, that... We haven't done it yet. We want to talk about summer movies on some podcasts. John Wick might be my favorite of the summer movie, John Wick 4. Uh, I love that movie series. And it's Lionsgate, who was desperate for some kind of, like, what do you call it, mainstream acceptance? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Call them. Ask them. <laughs> Have John Wick in everything. Uh, like, he, he, all he does is guns and murder. Yeah. If you have an M-rated game, just check it out. Who knows? <laughs> like Maybe he should be in the next God of War. God of War DLC for John Wick. Sure, why they, the fuck not? <laughs> they killed my dog. I don't care, Dad. <laughs> uh, I I, I want to predict Greg's more so All than right. I want to say anything else. <clears throat> Help me out here. I have heard Greg talk about how much he loves God Hand on mm. such so mm. many occasions. Mm-hmm. Uh, True. I, I do not know the main character's name off the top it's of my Gene. head. It's Gene. Gene. Oh, boy, would that be... <laughs> what a hit. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a it's it's weird because God Hand basically plays like a fighting game. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> in a way, it feels like he ought to be in a fighting game. On the other hand, it kind of feels like it would be redundant. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's a that's as good a that's as good an answer as any. I was gonna say, uh, 
What was I going to say? I had it and I lost it. Um, movie character, right? Wait. Yeah, a famous character. It can be a movie, it can be from other video games, whatever. It doesn't matter. I totally had one in my head. Don't say Bruce Campbell. Um, Don't do it. No, well, Ash was in Mortal Kombat at some point, wasn't he? Yeah. I think so, yeah. I think he was, mm-hmm. yeah. So we gotta go with the nerd from Crime Wave. <laughs> Victor no, Ajax. Really don't. You don't have to go with that at all. Craig. <laughs> oh no, I was I was gonna say Tetsuo the Iron Man. Mm. Okay. He's got a cool okay. look. He has a penis drill. He's got yeah. the chest cannon. If you factor in the sequel, yeah. Uh, he could like hit you with a lead pipe. Pretty good uh, superpower. And, and he, I think he has like jet boots. Go ahead. Jet boots. I, I see. I have a couple like Mortal Kombat lends itself really well to this, and I, I'm afraid if I say these out loud, I'm going to manifest them because I feel like they're running out of '80s movie icons, so they're mm. going to have to go to video game icons. But like, I feel like Doom Guy and Duke Nukem both sort of would fit in the Mortal Kombat yeah. universe, and I could see oh, yeah. them working in there. The, but I don't the, want that. What yeah, I actually the new want, Doom I, system, like that dude is all combo based. Well, and he, and he mm-hmm. tears things' arms off and beats yeah. them to death with it, and that's perfect for Mortal Kombat. So it's like, if that's not already in the works, I'd be kind of surprised. Here's what I'm going to go with, though. Talk, speaking of Tron Bon from earlier, how about, like, a big daddy-little sister combo character in a fighting mm-hmm. game with, like, little sister riding a big daddy. He just beats the shit mm-hmm. you with that giant drill hand thing. Like, Technically, it's been done in PlayStation All-Stars Battle uh, Royale. Waiting oh. for you to get Wiki Parez, yeah. <laughs> well, no one played that game, so <laughs> yeah, I should be that's, clear. That's also true, yes. <laughs> well, then I'll stick with my original answers of uh, Doom Guy and Duke Nukem. They're coming to Mortal Kombat. I'm calling it right mm. now. Just That would be cool. I, back when PlayStation Battle Royale All-Stars came out, I was working on in so many facets of the games industry, and the universal consensus is, why don't people care about this? <laughs> like it's getting no traffic nobody cares it's, it has no pre-orders what's going on and and I, now we met yeah 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 it's 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 it so weird because it's one of those and there are so many of those now it just didn't take off for some it had every like every it popular did. playstation character and some the not so popular. <laughs> like it had it all. I think you're singling out Fat Princess, and I don't care for it. She was a great <laughs> fighting game character. And that was one where, like, I remember, you know, being on uh, PS3 duty during our 24-hour gaming marathons at Games Radar, and I'd always try to like set up a game of Fat Princess, and nobody would want it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think it was just like too much of the roster were characters that weren't like timeless icons they were they were like the flavors of the day hmm. it's true mm-hmm. and yeah. it's so true it felt it was, it, they, they didn't get uh dante they got dmc dante greg yeah That's true. but they got Which, they got revengeance right in that was pretty cool that is cool that's pretty cool mm-hmm. but i guess it made it feel more like a like an advertising like an ad like an ad you know, it's like, hey guys, you like Heavenly Sword? I that's the only <laughs> thing I can think of. But it's also like I think I think it really lets Sony realize like you have a bunch of fanboys out there. Sackboy is not as popular as you. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. It's not great. <laughs> yeah, Little Big Planet was sold on the promise of create your own levels and yeah, games, exactly. not mm-hmm. like the Sackboy was just like, oh, that's cute, but Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that 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 whole game was just a reminder of how few characters Sony has really tried to develop over yeah. the years. Like you look at yeah. the other 
first party stuff and it's like okay yeah xbox has master chief and nintendo obviously you know has a ton of characters but with playstation it's how quickly they reached the bottom of that barrel to scrape it was incredibly quick for that game it's like oh yeah yeah i do want to leave you with one parting thought just imagine duke nukem telling melina shake it baby and the repercussions of that perfect Mm. mortal kombat Mm. come on yes Ow, she bit off my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the voice of Duke Nukem? What's his name again? John St. John. I Hmm. think he's just on social media, like, giving commentary on political things that is fucking hilarious. (laughs) Or or some AI is doing it, because it it was goddamn hysterical. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, didn't you send us one of those? Trump doesn't (laughs) think he's gonna go to jail, but he really (laughs) had those documents. It was was awesome. It was fucking awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Uh, Is anybody not gone? I didn't, but I was just trying to guess Greg. Um, Did Greg go? uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'll, I'll go with my Tetsuo answer. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that was a good one. Yeah, all right. And I will choose Human Luffy from the upcoming One Piece remake. Yes, uh. live action remake. Something we will remember forever and not forget about after uh, two months before it's canceled by Netflix. Yeah, I, I really between Netflix and Disney, like. I do not understand this push toward live action remakes of animated properties. Like, little. has there ever been one that was as or more popular than the original that it's based on? I'm, I'm like, at a loss. Not only that, but like, put one single fraction of this movie's budget into the budget of this ongoing show. Hmm. It'll be way better. <laughs> It'll look way better, and it'll it'll last forever, and more people will watch it than any of this live action worship. What are you? What are you doing? Yeah. Well, it worked out so well for Cowboy Bebop. I'm sure. Amazing, it man. Anyway, uh, Amazing. so what famous game character or other character? I guess since we were doing, I did John Wick and ignored the game part. There, that's mine. Cowboy Bebop. Put him or yeah. her into a game. <laughs> His uh, name's not Cowboy B. I know what it is. It's Spike. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, why do I have to clarify all this shit? I've watched all this nonsense. The Bebop is their ship. Uh, and Cowboy is their profession. Uh, all right. So what <laughs> What famous character should be in a fighting game who hasn't already been? Let us know. Go to videogameapocalypse.com. Answer into the comments for episode 536. Oh. Alternately, you can go to the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer or ping us on Twitter, not X, at VG Apocalypse, and we will read the answers on next week's show. That has been our show. Greg, uh, where can people find you? Or are there any projects you'd like to plug? Oh, there were. So I wrapped up a uh, fan translation of the Sega Saturn game Stellar Assault Double S alongside. A team of a few other folks. Uh, that was back in May. So you can just Google that and it'll probably come up if you're curious and you have a Saturn. Um, I've been taking sort of a hiatus from streaming for the summer. No to lacquer touch leaks? Grass. No lacquer wear? Well, I'll be back. Um, it's just, I'm not sure when. Actually, Evo was sort of the main thing that I was gearing up towards. So now that that's over, it might be a 
it might be the i might get back to it but uh that's lacquer wear on twitch so look me up lacquer leaks on twitter or lacquer x. leaks on twitter not x mm. but yes twitter <laughs> you go ahead pretend that pretend that platform is still fun <laughs> yeah yeah i haven't been tweeting much either uh, or xing it really feels broken like I, the daily trends i used to go on there to like look at the trends to see what was the news was about Mm-hmm. Trends suck now, man. Like no- nothing is, seems relevant anymore. Like the platform yeah. just feels very, very broken. Hey, did you hear my new Bitcoin that Jewish people can't buy is great? Trending. <laughs> yeah, I do feel like I see a lot more Nazis on there yeah. than I used to. Yeah, yeah it's weird. I think, I think weird. one of the trending topics the earlier this week was prosecutor is a Jew. Yeah, like oh, Jesus. Great. Thanks. Wonder, that wonder what that's like. about. Like I can't guess it immediately. I, I, anyway. I, sw- I swear Elon Musk is going to tweet fire Fauci one year after he's dead. Mm-hmm. Just because he <laughs> has no idea what's actually going on. Uh, yes. Yeah. Please close. Oh, oh, oh. 302010. What are we week. doing, though? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got an indie show on uh, Indiana Jones show on patreon.com slash laser time, James Bond show. And we just teased a new Elm Street Nightmare a Halloween series retrospective on Evil Dead. Um, hold in six parts. Um, what you say? There's only five movies. Suck my dick. We figured out a way. <laughs> we figured out a way to make it into six episodes without talking about Crime Wave. But if Greg wants to make me watch it again and do a show about it, I, I want to do. I want to. Yeah, I just want to be involved somehow. This sounds amazing. Yeah, like I, I, I you should be because I think about you every time I do the show. Um, well, thank you. That's uh, very sweet. I, I do because I had the like so much. Like Greg's a very knowledgeable person about e- the Evil Dead series, and you know, <laughs> I know a thing or two about ED. The- <laughs> <laughs> very un-Greg joke. Uh, I like we should have been pursuing more sponsors if I knew that joke was coming. <laughs> Blue Chew, you hear this guy? Look at him, right here. Come well, on. you got six episodes to play with, and you can make that joke every time oh, or some permutation of it. That's why Damn. I hate podcast advertising. It's all like, hey, does your dick not work? Are you a shitty cook? Why don't you pay $18 a month? <laughs> like, eat my uh, ass. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate podcast advertising. Well, that might work too. Eating your ass might help. Like, I will eat anybody's ass for half the price of all the podcast advertising we've done. Just make them, make them fun by doing accents. <laughs> like, hey, you're the crooked and it works so good. <laughs> yeah. send you message. We're you're getting a 90 cousin. degree angle. <laughs> We're not getting a lot of conversions <laughs> because you make fun of product. I'm like, what if I didn't talk to you anymore? That's that seems awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that seems awesome. Right. <laughs> what were we talking about? Um, we were talking about how, how uh, Greg is silly and probably uh-huh. gay, despite being married. And um, I'm trying to get a, a draw a Greg insult out. I love a good Greg insult. Uh, I'm not insulted by that, but it's not true. <laughs> I am quite, quite straight. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, you can visit us online at VigiGameApocalypse.com. Look at our Twitter at VGApocalypse. Follow me personally on Twitter at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. And I will be out next week, so these jokers have the helm. What will they come up with? I guess we'll have to wait and see. That's been our show. See you next week. 
I, How did I, do that? I mean, yeah, you know, I, I just love that Michael's like edit that out. Like, oh yeah, the like J.K. Simmons gonna sue us after listening to this podcast. <laughs> this is an outrage. They called me a transphobe. I'm yeah. an invincible actor, <laughs> goddamn it! I killed everyone in the universe. Yeah. <laughs>